Hello, and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast, everybody. I'm Keegan Preslak. I'm Eric Hoff. And this is a horror podcast where two buddies in the middle of nowhere get together, hopefully once a month, and talk about horror movies. Uh, we dropped the fucking ball this time, didn't <laughs> we? We sure did. It is now June. It wasn't for a lack of trying, though. It wasn't, no. Our schedules a few just, times just didn't meet up. Didn't line up perfectly. One time I told you no because I wanted to skate. One time I told you no because I made plans with my brother. Yeah, so it wasn't for a lack of effort. You can blame skating and my brother. Great. Yes. So hello, everybody out there in Ghoul Squad land. We hope you're listening and happy to have us on the podcast and don't hate us for taking so goddamn long. long. Yes. What are we doing today, Eric, at some point? We are... Finally. Yeah, finally. uh, We're doing our Dimension Extreme episode. Yes. So this episode actually is our top five Dimension Extreme episode. We've been talking about it for so long. Yes. One of the weirdest topics we ever came up with. You came up with like our second (laughs) episode, right? I'm stoked. I'm no, ready me too. To do me this too. Episode. Me too. And we will get into, in case those out there don't know, I've been told people do know what it is. Yes, that is correct. <clears throat> but in case you don't know what Dimension Extreme is, uh, it's a label from the mid 2000s that I will explain when we get to the topic. Okay. So, other than all that, hello, Eric. How are you? Fan fucking fantastic. How are you? Well, we're recording, finally. <clears throat> I'm great. I'm just happy to see you. I think it's been a month since I saw you. <laughs> uh, yes. The last time I saw you was for when we went and saw Infinity War. Uh Uh-huh. And what did you think of Infinity War since this is a Marvel podcast? I fucking loved it. You? I mean, I liked it. I don't know if I fucking loved it. I mean, we can start running down the list. Did you like Deadpool? Did I like Deadpool? Yes, I did. Yeah. Did you like Solo? It started fun. (laughs) It started fun. Okay. But it didn't stick with me. Yeah. No, it's- I'm assuming you loved it. Well, I liked it a lot. Okay. I don't know if I loved it, but yes, I mean, I loved that it's Star Wars because I'm a Star Wars fan, but it's not like the best movie ever. Uh, after we get done recording, I need you to explain something. And you'll forget to ask me and we'll move on in this. And we'll move on matter. in life and nothing will matter about it. Yeah, I like Solo a lot, but I don't think it's near as good as even Rogue One, which is kind of odd. But uh, anyways, enough blockbuster talk. We both like Infinity War. We both like Deadpool. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I like Solo and you don't. Would you put it that way? Yes, that's fair. Okay. And uh, now that we're done that, with that, we're done. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. How is your job going? Because this is really all I care about when I come here. I want to hear about the dogs. I want to hear about the treats. And I want to hear about you making regular and getting health insurance. Please proceed. Well, finally, how is your it job? It finally happened. No way. E-Dog's finally fucking regular. Oh, I thought you yeah. met a dog on the... On. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so that finally fucking happened. Yes. Uh, it's tight. I don't have to do fucking Amazon Sundays. Thank Christ. Any fucking We love more. Amazon, but not when you have to deliver it. Exactly. So I'm super hyped about that. Now I get one day off during the week in addition to Sunday, which is fucking nice. amazing. You know, what I was doing previously, I never knew when I was going to have uh, time off. Um, there's this fucking route that I fucking hate just because it's <laughs> okay. hard. It's long. It gets a ton of fucking mail. I hope the federal and government I, isn't listening right and now. And I'm stuck on it. For this week and next week, because the regular had took off for uh, two weeks. But fortunately, there's a ton of uh, cute dogs. Oh, thank God. On the route. And the regular will leave a box of treats in his vehicle. 
Oh wow! And last week he told me he's like, "Don't forget, don't forget about all my doggies." And I was like, "Dude, it's the only redeeming part. It's the only thing I want to do here of your route." Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Like that's that's what's gonna make this manageable is all these fucking cute ass dogs running up to me so I can give them a goddamn treat. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for your update on your job. My job's going yep. well. Same shit as always. <laughs> I the thing is, I feel like mine's much more boring. Like you go out into the world, you deliver packages, you 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 seek dogs, you seek <laughs> you know seek excitement. And I work at a hotel, check people in and out all day, and deal with stuff like that. So uh, my job is going well. Thank you for asking. Uh, what else? Okay, let's do housekeeping. Are you let's ready for do some, some housekeeping? housekeeping. Yes. <clears throat> okay, first of all. Uh, hello, everybody out there in Ghoul Squad land. Uh, we have new cover art that premiered almost yeah. a month ago. Yeah, it looks good, though. Yes, and that is thanks to my buddy, Jameson Lucas. Are we going to get that on a t-shirt? See, I'm trying to figure out a way to do it because the, ba- the background. The ba- exactly, but I think I have a way, so stay tuned to that. Okay. Uh, maybe we will get that done, but it won't be the same because the background is kind of its stars. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yes, we have new cover art. And it's from Jameson well, Lucas, my buddy. We finally announced that we're doing a sister podcast where we're going to start talking sci-fi, and that was the little uh, it's a hint. Easter egg was it, the fucking stars it's and a the stepping Ghost off yep. point, if yeah, you will. Exactly. Yep. No, we're not doing that. No, no. but uh, we do have new cover I'm just art. Saying, Fangoria had Starlog, right? <laughs> we could be the next Gore Zone. There you go. Okay, a failed magazine, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, so we have new cover art. Jameson Lucas, my buddy, uh, he runs uh, something called Open Minds Awake where he does graphics design and stuff. He's awesome. Uh, check him out. I'll link him in our stuff. Thank you, Jamie, Jameson, for doing our new cover art. We love it. And on that same topic, we did that because we switched our entire podcast. This is a big deal. We've, uh, what is this, our 25th episode or 24th? I don't remember. We're 20-something episodes into this wow. podcast. And uh, we've been doing it very jank. You may not notice this, but it was jank. Now, I'm pleased to announce it's not jank. It's just a little less jank. <laughs> yes, exactly. So because of that, we are now on Anchor.fm, which is a cool uh, free podcast hosting place where they're, they've been super awesome already. Our URL is anchor.fm slash ghoulsquadfm. Anchor.fm slash ghoulsquadfm. Now, the important thing to note is we will be in iTunes. We will be anywhere we were before. And nothing has changed. If you want to download us in iTunes, that's what I'm going to do. Please if you, do. If you want to listen on Facebook, you can do that as well. Yes, we will still continue to be on Facebook the exact same way. But we're not hosted through a jank Dropbox link that I was previously doing. Correct. So uh, that's very exciting. And also, if you go to anchor.fm slash FM, um, it's sick because you can listen to our podcast right in the web browser. You don't have to have iTunes. You don't have to have anything. You, it just you click one of our episodes, click play. It'll start playing immediately. So that's it's pretty sick. The other cool thing is because Anchor is like a new platform. They're trying to promote like some of their new people, and they featured us in their entertainment section. Like they have a they have an app. It's an Anchor.fm app, and they actually put Ghoul Squad at the top of the entertainment section in their app. Right, which is awesome. And they also tweeted us out saying that we were a uh, here's a horror cast for you. That was their tweet. Yep. And it was us. And they even said Keegan and Eric discuss all this stuff. And they, they tweeted out to 55,000 followers. So anyway, we didn't get a single fucking listen from it. I think we got a couple. Yeah. By, by the way, if you found us through like anchor or anything, cause yeah, that, let us know. that's a weird thing. People could be listening on the anchor app and we've never met them or, or they've never spoken to us on online. Exactly. So please let us know. And also thank you for finding us on anchor. That's awesome. We love them. We're really excited about it. But like I said, if you want to keep listening in iTunes, which is what I'm going to do, please keep doing that. 
But uh, Ghoul Squad You're has keep listening. Ghoul Squad has firmer backing. That's the important thing here. Nah, I can't listen to this. You can't listen to me or the podcast. The or pot. Oh, yeah, all the above. Woo. All right. So that is our first piece of housekeeping. housekeeping. Our next piece is we have two new reviews. One is from Christina, which I believe this is the Dream Warrior. And she reviewed us on iTunes saying, Two horror nerds that care. If you're, lo- <laughs> if you're looking... Great title. F- yes, thank you. If you're looking for hilarious banter and love horror, then this podcast is for you. E-Dog and Kigi are constantly making me laugh and make me want to watch more films. Thank you, Christina. I believe that is the Dream Warrior. Uh, you're awesome. Thank you for leaving us a review. You know what my goal is. What is your goal? This to, I'm, to I'm get a little someone about this. to review us, but to refer to you as Keggy, Keggy instead of Kigi. Yes. That's your goal. That's my goal. So if we reach that goal, you're just going to quit the podcast. No, I just will have. In, uh, I was setting, humor from that. I was setting you up so you could just say yes. Okay. So uh, thank you for that, Christina. We really appreciate that. And also, we have a review here from Candice. Uh, she says, "Best podcast." Definitely two of the most fun podcasters to listen to. Always ready for another episode to listen to. Thanks for always keeping it entertaining. Kigi and E-Dog. Keep it up. There you go. So two new reviews refer to us as <laughs> Kigi, Kigi and E-Dog. E-Dog. Somebody please review us and give me Keggy. Yes. And maybe we should just change our, our podcast name to Kigi and E-Dog Do Horror. Uh, what about have, Kigi and E-Dog Do Each Other? Doesn't have the same ring. What about Kigi and it? E-Dog Do the Postal Service? In the Postal Service. Okay, I like okay, that. Okay, keep going. So, uh, now as a part of the podcast, which I'm a little nervous about, uh, I have a surprise for Eric. Uh-oh. And it's, uh, uh, well, let's just get to it. On the last episode of the podcast, I mentioned your birthday was coming up. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> that um, for Eric's birthday, somebody uh, should get him something. And uh, that happened. So... I will now present to you something you have to open while we're on mic. Okay. Uh, and it is uh, from FilmFed. Really? FilmFed Chris. So. Oh, my gosh. Here it is. This is this is a complete uh, fucking surprise. Yes. So, please, open it on the podcast. Is this going to be all loud? Yes. E-Dog's ripping into it. He's really ripping. He's looking in the bag. He's now bag is open. pulling it out, and he's seeing what it is. I'm pulling out my dick. Okay. Wow, it's really small. E-Dog finally has a Ghoul Squad t-shirt. So E-Dog finally has a Ghoul Squad oh t-shirt. Thanks to FilmFed Chris Lentz. Wow, thank you, dude. Yes. That's awesome. That's incredible. I'm super excited that that just happened. Wow. So he's staring at his uh, Ghoul Squad t-shirt, courtesy of... Uh, FilmFed. So go to FilmFed.com and cool. check them out. Yeah. Wow, thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, he also sent me something really? uh, as well. So uh, What is it? Uh, he sent me a gift card for Allen Theaters. He said, I couldn't I couldn't just give Eric something, so I sent you that, something as this, well. That's kind of fucking wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I know. That's, that, how, that's why I that's wanted to surprise you That's kind of fucking wild. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, that's insane. Yes. Thank you a lot. Wow. Thank you, Mr. Chris, Mr. FilmFed. FilmFed.com sent us a gift, which I can't, like... That's weird. It, it's hard to sort of put into words, because it's like, oh, they just got a shirt in the mail. Who cares? Now, like, we're just losers in a, in a you know, in your kitchen next to your fridge. Right. That won't stop buzzing. And you received a gift wow. for that. So, 
Blown away. Yes. Very appreciative. Thank you, Film Fed. And we will try to move on from that. But again, thanks, Film Fed. Wow. Yes, he's awesome. So, so once again, thanks, Film Fed. You're awesome, dude. I can't believe you did that. Right. Very cool of you. Thank you. Yes. So, we will try to move on um, from our shock of uh, a gift from one of our listeners, which, again, still is so crazy. E-Dog will rock it. (laughs) For the next episode. I was going to say, even though you haven't watched it yet, you should put it on for this picture. I'm stoked with this shirt. Okay. He disrespected your gift. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Eric needs to wash it first before he wears it. So with that, we will move on to the Halloween trailer that is coming out tomorrow. Yes. And the Suspiria trailer that we've seen. Yes. I bring this up so me and Eric can talk about it because we haven't seen the Halloween trailer yet. By the time you hear this, you will have seen the Halloween right. trailer. But uh, it's supposed to drop tomorrow. I've talked a lot. You go first, Eric. What do you want to say about this? Well, what did you think of the stuff we've seen so far? We've seen some images. We saw a little kind of spot. What do you think? Right, exactly. Uh, just from that little teaser of the trailer, it was like, fuck, this looks uh, great. Yeah. Uh, earlier, we were discussing this. And one thing you were saying was um, our expectations are so high uh, Yeah. about uh, the film. Um, and I was telling Keegan, but I think since we love this stuff so much, even if it's not the best fucking film of the year or whatever, yeah. I think we're still going to really dig it. And I'm pretty sure whatever we see in that trailer tomorrow is going to get me hyped. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. And what he what he was talking about is like, I before we started recording, I'm like, you know, here we are, we're dying for them to do anything with Friday the 13th. I'm like, you can make the worst movie ever, just please make it. And here we are on the other hand with Halloween, and we're like, this has to be the best movie ever. Right. In a way. So I want to make sure to like pull my expectations down. Like, hey, man, it's another Michael Myers film. It's another Halloween. Right. And it has all this stuff that's getting me hyped, but let's just get pumped for it in general. Now, are we being too greedy? Are we not being like appreciative enough and i guess the reason i say that's like because last year we got a new tcm yeah we got a new child's play but we didn't feel like that towards those properties totally. is it because it's halloween no i can tell you what it is it's because those two entries were direct to video they were like vod type stuff right and this is going to be this is like for real theater right yeah. exactly and it'd be the same thing with friday like if we got a friday well hell i'd take a friday sequel that was direct to video yeah for but sure. at the same time you know, the fact that it's being made by Blumhouse with a real budget with Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, with John Carpenter doing the score, like, it just has me through the roof. Right. But as far as the stuff we saw, which is those pictures in the spot, I'm, like, freaking out, like, a little bit. So, in a good way. Like, I, 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 can't, I can't believe this is actually happening. Like, we, we saw the, the promo images from before they started filming and all this stuff, and it's like, oh, that that's, like, so exciting. I can't believe they're doing that. And now it's, like, real. So, I'm really excited. I'm with you. So, thoughts on the Suspiria trailer? Okay, thoughts on the Suspiria trailer. Uh, I think it looks fucking awesome, but I also kind of... How, how, what's your take on, like, people, like, com- I don't know if they're complaining, but, like, bringing up how it's not colored, like the OG. Yeah, that was one of the first things I looked for was to see if it was colored, but I feel like that's... I guess the way it's lit. And maybe this plays into, like, what I also feel about the trailer, which is like, okay, it's not colored. That makes sense because that was so specifically, like... That was Argento. Argento, right? Right. But then at the same time, it almost looks like a foreign film dressed as an American film dressed as a foreign film, and it's almost like... I think it looks awesome. That's cool. An Italian director's doing it. I agree, but almost then why do it? 
we already have an Italian Suspiria. Suspiria. Huh, Do you know that's what I'm a good, trying to say? That's a very good point. I like, get what you're saying. Like, if, if they're being remade, I guess remakes should be different. Yeah. Or they should, they should strive to give us what we want while giving us something new. Yeah, and I don't want to say I don't think it looked good. I, I actually think the opposite. I think it looks really good. Right. But I got this moment at the end where I go, well, wait, Suspiria is really good. Mm-hmm. And this looks like a form like it looks like an italian suspiria film it looks i don't know i'm very mixed on it like i think the movie looks good but i'm almost kind of like why like why even do this so i don't know i guess we'll see i mean i can i guess off the top of my head and this is definitely a uh, film uh the original we'll be discussing uh, later in this episode is uh inside the remake was american right right you're like that was fucking awful yeah so no. maybe keep it within its country i know but do you get what I'm saying? Like, what's the point if, why even, why would Amazon Studios and these people invest in this movie to make a an Italian version of, an Italian of Suspiria? But I guess in a way we've done that with our films, right? So like we Americans remade American slashers. We remade Friday the 13th. We remade TCM. So like, I guess I get it. It just, I don't know. Whenever it played, I was like, wow, this looks awesome. But almost at the same time, like, what's the point of this? I I'm don't fucking, get it. I'm fucking stoked. Like, I guess just that idea of, you know, I've, I've always been pro remake, yeah. reboot, sequel, prequel, because, you know, they're giving us more of the properties that we love. Yes. And, I mean, honestly, Suspiria, my love for it is something kind of new. Right. Uh, due to the Blu-ray. But, uh, like, I was already on board. Like, I didn't need that trailer to be excited for yeah. this film. Me too. And I, I feel like remaking Suspiria is a good idea because I feel like a lot of these Italian films are, like, they're sort of dream knit like kind of insanity. And so it almost makes sense. Like this is a film ripe to be remade, but where I, I feel like martyrs isn't cause martyrs is so literal in it's filmmaking. Like it's, right. it's just what that was. So why even redo it? But I was just surprised at their take on doing this remake. It's just, it's just weird. I don't know, but you know, I, I think it looks good. You know, I tweeted a couple, like a couple weeks ago, like what if Italian genre cinema is making a comeback? I think it is. Mem- cause oh. that other film, right? What is that called? The, uh, the something corpses or orange or oh, something. No, I thought that was a French film. Let the corpses tan. Okay, same thing. It's like I, a French western. Yeah, French western. You're um, right. I'm I'm about to just massacre this dude's fucking name. Okay, the dude who's directing Lumberto. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say his name because I'm going to fight. That was kind of. Uh, Do you like that? Uh, Tortellini? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to attempt to say it because I'm just going to butcher his fucking name so much. But the dude who's directing the new. Sicario. His yeah. father was a big spaghetti western director, and so now I'm like fucking hyped for Sicario. Really? Too. I don't know if this motherfucker has done anything else, but the fact that who he's the son of yeah. has me stoked for Sicario too. I'm really weird on on Sicario too. I feel like Why? it's. I don't know. I feel like it's an unneeded sequel. Like oh, I'm it's, pumped. It's very odd. But anyways, that does it for the Sicario <laughs> sequel talk. <laughs> And so that was Halloween Suspiria. Suspiria. I mean, I brought it up because it's an Italian. Director. No, I got you. I got okay. You. I'm Good. fucking around. All right. Now with all that out of the way, what do you say? We get to what we've been watching. Let's get to what we've been watching. And with that being said, we're going to play that goddamn jingle. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. 
The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Uh, first film I'm going to bring up is not a horror film. Okay. But I'll explain why. It's a great start. I'll, I'll explain why I brought it up. Last night I watched uh, Thoroughbreds. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and uh, Olivia Cook And Anton Yelchin. Yes. Which was the uh, selling point uh, for me to pick it up. Uh, not a horror film, but it's it's pretty razor sharp. Uh, it's about this girl. She has a bit of a overbearing stepfather, and her and her friend uh, decide they're going to blackmail Anton Yelchin mm-hmm. uh, into murdering him. And I'm already ready uh, for a second viewing. Um, it was great to see Anton Yelchin again. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's his, it? His character wasn't uh, as big as, I, I mean, like, uh, what I mean by big is, like, screen time. You sure, know, his, yeah. He didn't, he, he, I guess his character wasn't as big to the plot as I would have liked to, for him to have been. Um, but, yeah, it was great to see him. Thoroughbreds. Yeah, Thoroughbreds. Is that A24? It's Universal. Universal, okay, yeah. cool. So, well, good way to start with a non-horror film. Yeah. Uh, you want me to go next? Yeah, give us some horror now. All right, it's a big one. You ready? Ooh, I'm ready. This is Revenge. You watched it? I saw it. Lay it on me, dog. You I've haven't been... seen it yet? No, I haven't fucking seen it yet. All right, so I watched the French... Nice. Uh, I almost want to clap right now. Rape Revenge film called Revenge. Fuck yeah. And so I've been waiting to talk about it with you on the podcast. Fuck yeah. <clears throat> All right, I'll read you my notes first. Kiki takes notes. Awesome French film. Liked it a lot. Foot scene, which we will revisit, had to look away, crazy bloody ending, then characters. So, so l- let me ask you this. Is it hard French gore? Hard French gore. Your dog times. wants the hard yeah. French gore. Yeah. So, <laughs> so is it like if, if you had to make a, you know, your favorite film so far this year, is it high? No. Wow. Well, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Didn't mean to be that definitive. I just asked if it was hard French gore and you said yes. But favorite film of the year? No, it no, wouldn't no, no, be. I'm not saying it's your favorite film. I'm just saying, is it up there? Did it excite you? Kiki just shrugged. Oh, wait, wait. I don't wait, know. Wait, I haven't wait, seen wait. Revenge. Top 10 horror of the year? Yeah, yeah. Then yes. Then 100% okay. yes. Okay. Keep going. This will be on my top 10 horror for sure. Like, for no sure. question. So, yeah. So, Revenge is a rape... Number one is Winchester? Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Revenge is a rape revenge... Is a rape <coughs> revenge? ...film uh, from France where this girl goes out with her uh, boyfriend out in the middle of nowhere to this... Uh, I almost think it's in Australia, but I don't know. Basically, picture the Australian outback. I don't believe it's in Australia, but picture that. Uh, he they go out to like his like bungalow out in the middle of nowhere where he has bungalow like, bungalow. Uh, he has like a pool and a really nice house and all this stuff, but it's out in the middle of nowhere by itself. And the only way to get there is with a helicopter. So they fly in on that helicopter. They stay the night. They have sex. They do the whole thing, and then the next morning they wake up and these other these two other gentlemen show up on a helicopter. And they're friends with the boyfriend, but he's like, I didn't know you guys were coming here. And they're like, yeah, we were on our way to this place, but it's not, you know, ready yet. So we came here instead. How's it going? And from there, does it turn into the fucking wind river movie? Kind of. Okay. So it, it sort of devolves from there into like they're partying that night. Cause there's, you know, the boyfriend and then the two guys and then her. And then, uh, he's gone. The boyfriend is gone the next morning. So one of the two guys gets the wrong idea and 
uh, basically rapes the girl, right? So from that point on, it uh, maybe I shouldn't explain more. It's a rape revenge film. So I think it's okay to say they they basically, it's in the trailer. They throw her off the side of a cliff and assume she's dead. But of course she's not. And hilarity ensues. And that's what the film is. Like the important thing to note here is like, they think she's dead. She's not just like most rape revenge films, like last house on the left or I spit on your grave, anything like that. Very similar. I guess don't tell me, but so they try to kill her. Yeah, kind of. Okay. So uh, from there, it devolves into crazy violence, crazy chase. It's a you know big time chase film out in the middle of nowhere. Like again, picture that the Aust- has me excited. Yeah, picture the Australian outback with like crazy locales, crazy cliffs, crazy just big distances, and then like random lakes and stuff. Like it's a chase film in a way. That's awesome. But then it's a pickoff film. Like you know she's picking off the guys in a way. Uh-huh. So, uh, but there's only two of them. Well, there's three of them because the boyfriend gets involved. Okay, somehow. So. Revenge. I feel like I'm not doing a good job here. Did I like it? Uh, it's really fucking good. It's I'm, awesome. I'm bummed I haven't watched it yet. It's almost shot better than I feel like the film is. And I'm not saying it's bad in any way. I think Revenge is really good. But the last part of my notes is thin characters. And what I mean by that is like it's very – I hate to keep using this phrase, but it's very rape revenge. Like it's very kind of paint by numbers. Here's these guys. Here's the girl. She they do something the, awful to her, and then she has to kill them. Right. So, the, what, let me ask you this: Can you think of a, a rape revenge film off the top of your head that's a bit more intellectual? I can't. I mean, that's the genre, right? It is, but I think what I'm trying to get across is I don't really like rape revenge films to okay. begin with. I'm with you. You know, I think they're good. Like, I like you know, Last House on the Left is a good film, but like, it's not my favorite fucking movie because we, we one, like it when the revenge finally starts happening. Right. Exactly. So. I felt the same with Revenge, and what I compared this film to was a French film last year that just completely blew my socks off was Raw, right? Like, I feel like, you know, everybody loves Revenge this year, but I kept thinking about how much I liked Raw last year, and I kind of feel like it shows the problems with Rape Revenge. Like, you don't really get characters. While while she has a bunch of cool stuff she does, and while she, she grows as a character, there's no dialogue, you know? So in a way, you don't really get to know these people, you don't really... You're kind of in, you're out, and that's the movie. So while I really like Revenge, it's more of like an exercise of style and gore, which is awesome, right? So I liked it. But I didn't like it more than Raw last year. I thought Raw was better. Is it like nasty? So it's not... Like not fun nasty? I mean, we like nasty, but not It's not not super nasty. Um, I was actually happy that the rape aspect of the film wasn't that gratuitous, thank God. Um, that's the worst part of these movies, right? Like we don't want to fucking see that, but it's, it's required in the, these types of films. And so I was happy that they kind of shy away from it a little bit. You know, it's happening, but they don't, they don't linger on it. And I hate that when films do the opposite of that, because it's like, I don't need to see it. You know I mean? Like I spit on your grave remake is like genuinely like, this isn't cool. Yeah. Like this is like awful. I'm not having fun watching this. Right. So revenge isn't that revenge is way better than that. Way better. So, uh, I don't know. That's pretty much it on Revenge. I think it's awesome. awesome. I do have one more thing to say about it. Okay. Lay it on me, String B. And that is that this film has one of the worst gore scenes. And worst? by Okay, I'm sorry. God damn it, E-Dog. By worst, I mean one of the most upsetting. 
nice. uh, gore scenes that I've seen in quite a long time. Um, so bad and goes on for so long. Fuck yeah! That I had to look away at one point. I thought, you know <laughs> really? what? Really? I'm fucking... You get me pumped! So, you know the glove scene in uh, Gerald's oh, yeah. game? Oh yeah. Picture that. Because uh, it deals with the foot. That's all I'll say. Okay. Deals with the foot. And uh, I just kept staring at it thinking, okay, yeah, that's really good gore. Fuck, that looks awesome. And the longer it kept going, I was like, you know what? I'm fucking done with this. Like, <laughs> it looks great. It's awesome. But fuck, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I'm done with it. So I'm there is that. There's a foot scene in this film that made me go, you know what? Fuck. That's fucking really fucked up so that's revenge awesome. i feel like i didn't do a good job but that is revenge awesome. available awesome. on vod platforms and shutter in september yes uh shutter actually bought that movie but it's produced by neon so what is a what we've been watching from mr eric so i can shut the fuck up oh well i want to do a recent one now since you did let's do it a recent one and i recently watched uh graham skipper's directorial debut Sequence break. Oh, awesome. About a haunted uh, arcade cabinet. Yes, I've heard um, a lot about this. Yes, it gets... Uh, it didn't get as gooey as I wanted it to. Uh, uh, it's it's very body horror right, right. in a sense as well. And as I was watching it, I kept thinking, is this guy going to stick his dick in this arcade cabinet? And honestly, that's what I wanted. <laughs> that's all anybody um, wants, really. I, I won't tell you if he sticks his dick in... That arcade cabinet okay. uh, are not. But the yeah, there's, these, gave, there, there's the these great that you moments. Just gave me. <laughs> there are these great, fantastic moments in uh, sequence break. Whenever he's whenever he's playing the uh, haunted arcade cabinet, where like the buttons, the joystick, it just starts getting like real gooey, and he can like you know sensually press them in and squeeze them, and you know it just looks like he's orgasming as he's playing. It kind of uh, sounds like society. And the effects that you're talking about, like how like everybody society's just, like, a bit more wilder, sure, than right. what we get in uh, sequence break. Um, so it's about this dude. Uh, I, dude I'm drawing a blank on his name in real life. Uh, I want to say Chase Williams, but that's probably not correct. He is the boyfriend in uh, Victor Crowley of the girl who wants to make the movie of Victor Crowley. Yeah, uh, he's also in John dies at the end. Is he? That's the same dude, huh? I kind of think it is. I feel like me and him are the same in the sense that uh, we're not overweight, but we could definitely uh, lose some weight. Uh, I think I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. You just see that little pudge, you know, kind of sticking out uh, in the belly. Me and him got that same I feel like thing it adds character to going on. I was going to say Barbara Crampton's uh, Beyond the Gates. He's also oh, okay. in that as well. So anyways. No Barbara Crampton here, though. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. No. Yeah. You know, any film she's going to be in will be better. Fine by us. Um. Exactly. So he kind of starts getting obsessed at the start of the film. He meets this girl and it's how's their relationship going to go? Is he going to fuck her? Or is he going to fuck the arcade cabinet? I don't know. I'll let you uh, find out. Ultimately, I did not uh, care too much. Really? For the film, okay. But it's a brisk like 80 minutes. So if you want to find out if he sticks his dick in the arcade cabinet or not, watch, it's available on Shudder. Watch sequence break. Yes, absolutely. Shudder update. How was the Shudder streaming? You know what? I had no problems. Oh, nice. Maybe yeah. they're getting better. Maybe they're getting better. Shudder sponsor it's the us. the best $5 I spend a month. I don't know about that, Doc. And I, I'm fucking well, how, around, and, and you know what? I hardly watch it. You bought that fucking Tulsa DP right there. Yeah. Actually, that that's a honcho. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That could have been two months 
Worth a shutter. That's a great point. Shutter is so fucking worth it. It's only five bucks. It's in shutter. Holy shit. Yeah. So I've, I haven't subscribed in so long. I forgot. Uh, you want to do another one or should I? I'll do another one. Give me another. That was Sequence Break. That was Sequence Break by Graham Skipper. All right. So I finally saw a movie I was supposed to watch last year. Got very excited about, you know, got very into it. Got, oh my gosh, this director is making this movie and I'm so pumped. And then it came out and everybody shit on it so hard. I moved on. This is a film that I revisit or I finally watched two weeks ago called Death Note by oh, okay. Adam Wingard. Right on. I skipped this movie because everybody was like, fuck Death Note. Death Note fucking sucks. Fine. You want to know what I thought, dog? Yes. I fucking liked Death Note. It's fine. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, Here's my notes. Here's my notes for Death Note. Kind of awesome. Not perfect. Stylish as fuck. Short-handed scenes and exposition. Probably in exchange for runtime and style. So what I'm saying there is sort of recapping the whole film. Like, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect. It is stylish as fucked, but the film kind of skips so much stuff. Like, and I'm not talking exposition. Like, here's the thing about Death Note for me. I don't give a fuck about the manga, the manga, anime, the anime, the anime, the animas. So I don't have any connection to this thing. So I just wanted to punch somebody that you're sitting next to. All I, all I care about is Adam Wingard making a horror movie and it's called Death Note. So would you call it horror? Kind of. Yeah. So in that respect... You know what? I really liked it. Uh, by the end of the film, you know, it's about... I'm not going to get into what Death Note's about. By the end of the film, uh, I was actually sort of tense because it becomes this, like, chase towards will his dad find out who he is, right? That's what Death Note becomes. And I was actually, like, pretty tense. Like, I hope he doesn't find out. Like, it worked on me. The film worked for me. And by the end, I was like, yeah, that was cool. Um, you know, if this was in theater, would I have loved it? No, this is probably like an okay theater movie. Clicking on Netflix, I thought this was good. And I think Adam Wingard's fucking style is so all over this movie. And I wish it was better. Do you but, remember there's like a uh, uh, like a car chase and there's like an aerial shot? Yeah. That was really, it's like a bird's eye view. That yeah. was really fucking cool. There's a bunch of neon rain and shit. It's, um, it looks so fucking awesome, dude. So I really liked Death Note, but I didn't love it. And obviously, I understand why people don't like it. I don't care it, about I, its source material, so I liked that, it. That's what I was just going to say. Um, and I think maybe the biggest compliment I could pay uh, Wingard's Death Note is it made me interested in the anime. Yeah. For a minute there, I thought I was going to watch it. I didn't. Of course not. Um, yes, of course not. But for a minute, I was like, I'd like to see more Death Note because yeah. I enjoyed this. I was excited to talk about it because I mean, I, everybody jerks off the fucking anime. Yeah. The anime. Whatever. I don't know. So that was Death Note. Uh, I would recommend it, honestly. If no, if you didn't watch Death Note and you have a second uh, during the day, it's 90 fucking minutes. Right. That's the cool thing. While it does skip over a lot of exposition, it's just like shorthanding everything. Oh, yeah. And light is this and that. And then the people uh, started worshiping them. Wait, 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 wait. That's like the, that's like, that should be like 40 minutes of the movie and they just gloss over it. While it does do those things, it's 90 minutes. Right. So it's very easily digestible. Didn't love it. Thought it was good. Death Note. Eric, give I'm gonna, me. I'm going to go with another recent one. Something. I'm going to go with another recent uh, film available on Shudder. Shudder.com slash Eric and this recommends. Is, and this was one that I fucking loved. Downrange. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Uh, Downrange is fucking badass. It's about a group of kids. They get stranded on an isolated uh, highway, and there's a sniper like 100 yards away just picking them off. 
Nice. That sounds fucking sick. And at first I was like, are they going to stretch this into 90 minutes? Uh, And they do, I can happily say. And there's some fantastic uh, gore uh, in this. Really? That's awesome. I watched it with my mother. And there was one gore shot where we both uh, exclaimed out loud at the same time. She yelled gross and I yelled nice. Uh, it's, um, nice. It's a lot of fun. It's great. Downrange. It's mean-spirited. It's gory. It's violent. It's also, vile. It's, well, not vile. Um, if you're looking for a fun survival <laughs> horror film, nice. check out Downrange. This one will be high on my Is favorite. Is Downrange an American film? It's, uh, the man who directed it, I believe is Japanese. Okay, cool. Um, it's great. I would recommend downrange to you and our listeners. I want to see it now. I need to get shutter again. Again, just put in a new fucking email address. Dot get for a week. I did that. I actually did that with the ghoul squad email address. Nice. Keegan, what about you? What's another, what we've been watching from you? Lay one on me, G. All right. So I'm pretty excited to tell you about this one. This is a film I really want you to see, but I feel like you'll never watch. Sounds Which fair. is why I think it's going to be one of your watch this. Oh, okay. Ep- uh, movies. So we think our next episode, we think, we think our next episode is going to be another watch this episode. Could take another month and a half to get to. And what that means is we're going to tell each other to watch three films uh, each, and then we're going to review each of them uh, on the podcast. We'll get to that. This film I'm very excited to talk about. Um, I don't want to make it sound like this is the best movie ever. This movie just blew me away for being released in 1996, and I fucking loved it. So this movie is called The Trigger Effect. Okay. Have you heard of The Trigger Effect? I have not heard of this. All right. This is an Amblin film. What matters here is it's starring Kyle MacLachlan. Okay. Who's one of my favorite actors. He is Dale Cooper in Twin Peaks, and uh, I fucking love him. It's him and his wife, and his wife is Elizabeth Shue who I think is uh, good in this film and also attractive. I also think Kyle McLaughlin's attractive, so there you go. Fair use there. Okay, so my notes for this film are like a Twilight Zone episode or a Cloverfield movie about the power going off. What happens to people in a crisis? I love my notes. So basically, you just got everything you need to know. Um, Kyle McLaughlin and his wife live at the end of a cul-de-sac, very reminiscent of the Burbs cul-de-sac, um, but it's not quirky and funny. You know, it's kind of a more serious Is film. this like the Martians have landed on Maple Street? Yes. Okay. Yes, pretty much. So this film is the power goes out and they think, oh, okay, the power's out. It'll come back on. Well, the power never comes back on. So uh, what what happens to people? You know, what, what – uh, so at one point, you know, Kyle McLaughlin's best friend shows up. But the best friend has had – go it, ahead. Is it humorous? Not really. Okay. Not really. I I would say at the beginning of the film, it is a little fun, but as it goes, it gets pretty serious, but okay. not over serious. You know, it's just like, hey, the power's out and shit's going fucked up, but it's not like, hey, the power's out. We're all going to fucking die. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kyle McLaughlin and Elizabeth Shue, they live in this house and one of his best friends shows up, but they've apparently had a falling out. And apparently the best friend has a thing for his wife. And so like what happens there? Like, oh, let's like have a sleepover in the living room and drink wine. But bad things happen. And do we get pissed at each other? And the power's out. And it's hot. No, this movie's very sweaty. So trigger effect. Uh, The movie sort of devolves into like almost like Red Dawn status where like uh, we got to get the fuck out of here and find a place in the mountains because we don't know when the power's coming back. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I feel like I didn't do a great justice here, but trigger effect. It's an Amblin film. It looks awesome. Like it's shot on film. It's shot with like, 
I don't know how to say this, like Spielberg Amblin like lenses. So it just looks fucking sick. And it's on Netflix for free. I was just going to ask. Trigger effect. Watch it? The trigger effect. So don't get stoked. You know, it's not, it is not 10 Cloverfield Lane. You know, there, I just want to hedge, you know, your expectations. It's not Cloverfield. It's not 10 Cloverfield Lane. But honestly, if you rewrote a piece of this movie. Are you movie, telling me it turns into a monster film? No. That's oh. why I'm getting you excited. That's why I'm, I'm trying to help you lower your expectations. Turn it on right now. No, it does not. What I'm trying to say is it's like that without that element. Okay. Uh, but it's fucking great, dude. I love films like this. I love movies about it's picture the mist. Okay. okay. The mist uh, film is very similar to this without the fucking monsters. So there okay. you go. That is the trigger effect. 1996 film available on Netflix. Now, Eric, cool. What's another one from you? Well, I'll go with a recent Netflix film then. Okay. Uh, cargo. Yes. Uh, this is a uh, zombie, a zombie film starring uh, Martin Freeman. Uh, if I, you know, if I had to pick a favorite horror subgenre, I would go zombies. Uh, so, Always excited to see something new. Not monsters? Uh, no, I'd go zombies, slashers, maybe monsters. Yeah, that's about right. right. Actually, that's about right. Um, I think I'd go slashers. This shit gets pretty grim. Uh, Martin Freeman, uh, at, when the film starts, the zombie apocalypse has already been going on for X amount of time. Okay. And I guess the government has handed out these kits. Um detailing how you can tell if you've been infected and they even have like uh, these monitors these wrist monitors that when they put them on it's like a countdown to when okay you're finally turning into okay, cool. a fucking zombie and kind first, of a new idea right and at first i was like so is there a cure and what the fucking cure is there's like a button that they push on this fucking like um I don't know how to describe it, but a fucking spike comes out of it and you're supposed to ram it into your head. You're supposed to kill yourself. Oh my gosh. If you've turned, you know, if you've been fucking infected. I thought you were going to say like an EpiPen or something. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. Imagine a big fucking needle and that you, ram, it that you ram into skull. your head to so kill yourself. It's suicide. Right. Exactly. That's, that's their cure. I like that. Um, so Martin Freeman, it's him and his wife and they're like super young, newborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe just a couple months, uh, daughter. And so they've been just surviving out uh, in this world. And when the film starts, you've learned that they have found a sizable boat and they've just been sailing down this river. Like they've just been um, staying off of land because they feel that is the uh, safest Probably route. a good idea, yeah. But the wife is getting antsy. She's wanting to get back onto land, start looking for new supplies. Their supplies are dwindling. Uh, eventually something happens to both of them. And he needs to find someone to take care of his baby. Um, if I had to compare it to another film, I would go with uh, Viggo Mortensen's The Road. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, it's just kind of like a man, a child. Shit's rolling down. Survival, hill. shit's getting grim. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it a lot. I really dug it. That's awesome. Yeah. And that was Cargo. That was Cargo. So my next one uh, for what we've been watching is I rewatched Annihilation. Okay. I'm not going to go on about it. I've gone to Walmart twice to buy it, and each time it's been fucking gone. Really? Even, even the DVDs. Not that I would have bought a DVD. You can borrow my Blu-ray. But each time i fucking gone. I don't know why I'm being a stickler about it. But go ahead. You can borrow my Blu-ray. Go ahead. Uh, you won't, but that's okay. Uh, Annihilation. So I rewatched it. Um, I just wrote notes here. Absolutely amazing. Final 30 minutes. And the re- I already knew that, but the reason I, I put that was I'd only seen the film once. I went and saw, you know, 
Alex Garland's annihilation uh, in February uh, with Jamie. Shout out to Jamie. Uh, in El Paso, I saw it once, and I've been dying to rewatch it since. Did Jamie finally stay awake this time? He didn't watch it with me. I okay. watched it alone, thank God. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. So, um, yeah, so I, this is my first time in, in so long. I've been dying to rewatch this film, and uh, it worked just the fucking same, man. Like, I don't know if you're going to like it as much as I do, but this film is... Ba- I'm hyped. It's basically made for me, you know, it's like wonderment. It's fucking ambiguous. It's fucking insane towards the end. And uh, the final 30 minutes, like, I was just sitting in my room with my mouth agape, just like, I'd already seen it. You know, but I'm like, this is so fucking amazing. So, um, you know, if you don't, if you're out there and you're saying, fuck you, Keegan, I don't like Annihilation. I say, fuck you. I like Annihilation. It, but that's okay. Cause I say, fuck you, Keegan. Just, just to do just it. Just to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I fucking love the movie. It's so moody. It's so badass. I watched the 4k on uh Wes's TV. Shout out to Wes. Nice. And, uh, you loved- got the 4k blue, right? Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's only at uh, Best Buy, and I got it with the slip cover, and I'm, I love it, man. It's it's my favorite movie of the year so far, is Annihilation. So, there you go, there you have it, there you go, Eric. What's another fucking what you've been watching? Uh, I think this is the last latest film. This was back in March, also a Netflix original, uh, The Ritual. Yes, uh, David Bruckner. Correct, The Ritual. Um. A group of men, I mean, they have to be like past their 30s. Uh, they still hang out. They regularly drink together. Uh, they want to go on some type of trip together, and they just can't agree on what to do. Mm-hmm. Eventually, something really horrible happens to one of them, and that motivates them to go camping out in these woods. Um, I'm dying to see this, by the way. When I, when I watch Trigger Effect, every time I'm sitting in my room and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch something tonight, I think of the ritual and then I watch something else. So please, sell me. Okay. Um, this isn't an entirely accurate statement, but it's fucking the Blair Witch Project with a monster. Awesome. Like instead of like an entity, sure. instead of uh, a ghost. And one thing that I really liked about it is like they kept emphasizing on how like we're not lost. Like... We know what we're doing. We've got supplies. Where we're fucking staying is just right over the hill. So whenever shit finally does pop off, it almost kind of had like a bigger like, oh, fuck, effect. Like you're supposed to be right. Like, okay. Like they don't seem like amateurs. Right. And now you're not right. And so it's like, I guess, kind of ramps up the severity of their um, displacement. So how is the ritual? You 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 find out what's going on in these woods. Um I kind of didn't give a fuck about it. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is E-Dog really disappointing mo- to hear. E-Dog loves monsters. And I kind of put a lot of weight on the monster. I guess he didn't uh, win me over. Um, Do you think the rest of the film, like, aside from the monster, was really good? Because I've heard it's, it did. like, really good. It was, like, it was like the buildup. Yeah. And it's, like, and then as soon as we get all this backstory on what the monster is and why he's there and what he's doing, then nah, I am like, then I kind of didn't give a fuck anymore. Everything... I, from listening to you, I'm in. I need to watch it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's cool. I would definitely tell you to check out the ritual. Yeah. This is the motherfucker that almost there was minutes from directing a Friday the Thirteenth yeah. film with Jason in the snow. So there you what go. Could have been. Yeah. Um, I was hoping it was going to like blow me away. I like I went in with high expectations because mm-hmm. I heard such good things uh, about it. I was thinking, man, this is probably going to be high on my uh, you know list. year to date list and 
Unfortunately, it's not. Damn, I'm really disappointed because I, I, I'm not I saying was excited. It, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Right. And I definitely say check it out. But maybe uh, I shouldn't have like bought into the hype because like, people were fucking tweeting about it. you know, and Jerking I saw, it. Right, exactly. Yeah. May, that may have fucking hurt it for me. Well, I feel like maybe I'll like it more now because of your lowered expectations. Right. right. So that's The Ritual that on the Netflix. Ritual on Netflix. <clears throat> All right. So I watched a film that I shouldn't have watched. And you're going to laugh at me when I tell you what it was. Um, I was bored one night and I was like, fuck, I want to watch something, but I'm tired. I want to watch The Ritual, but I'm tired. So I watched Alien versus Predator. That is what I watched. The Paul W.S. Anderson Alien versus Predator. Not Requiem because that movie's even worse. So here are my notes for Alien versus Predator. Awful film. Terrible script. Bad acting. Paul W.S. Anderson, fun fights at the end of the film. Sure. With so, the queen? Yeah. So, like, this film sucks. Like, it's it's a film where people, like, look at each other and say, it's a tomb. Like, or, no one's ever been down there until now. Like, it's just bullshit. Like, this is Paul W.S. Anderson. Like, I feel like this film, uh, so I had seen Alien vs. Predator, right? But I hadn't seen it in a long time. So I've seen some of his films since. Like, I saw Death Race. I saw all of every fucking Resident Evil film. And I also saw that horrible Pompeii movie. This guy fucking sucks. This guy sucks at making movies. Paul what about Vincent Event Horizon? Okay, fine. His first One of his first films, Event Horizon, is good. But this guy fucking sucks. This movie sucks. But it does have cool shit when they finally face off. When predators fight. fight aliens, it's fucking tight. And it actually got me amped for Predator at the end of the year. Uh, E-Dog wants to bring that up. I feel like everybody's uh, hard on the trailer. What are your thoughts? I mean, the trailer's not good. I think the first part of the trailer where it looks like a Stranger Things cul-de-sac. That's what I was just going to say. All that God, shit looks If we good. get a fucking Predator on Halloween night, that's going to be fucking tight. I'm concerned that's all the reshoot stuff. That's going to be fucking tight. Because apparently they reshot like 50% of the movie uh-huh. over the last couple months. I'm concerned that was that's like reshoots because they're like, fuck, we actually need to like fix this. But I don't know, Shane Black, like how bad could it be? I'm stoked. Yeah, I I, I'm pumped. But that trailer did not sell me on a fucking thing. Like it, it gave me the feeling that that first Venom trailer did. Like, eh. Well, I guess I, I can say the same thing about the Predator trailer, about the Suspiria trailer. Like I was already on board. Sure. I'm, and I'm on board. I'm on board as well. I can't wait. I just, you know, watching Alien vs. Predator, a terrible Paul W.S. Anderson film. What kind of sucks is like, what if happens to Predator, what happened to Alien? That would suck. Where it's just kind of like, people are over them. People are fucking over it. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be rated R no matter what, so I don't think it's going to make crazy money, but depending on when it comes out, I mean, adults see shit. I don't know. We'll see. I hope it's good. I want to like it for sure. Me too. What's next for you, duh? That was Alien vs. Predator. Woo. Okay. Did you expect me to talk about that film? I sure didn't expect you to talk about that film. All right. Well, I'm going to jump into some uh, Blu-rays. Severin. Not yet. Okay. Go ahead. I watched Arrow's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. The Kyoto Brothers. Or the Kyoto Brothers. I don't know. And it's been a real fucking minute since I've seen this film. Same here. And I think when I was uh, younger when I watched it, I had this like strict attitude that like horror films had to be scary. Like, there wasn't room for wackiness. You know, zombies don't talk. How long have you liked, like, the Monster Squad? Um, for a minute. 
Okay. Uh, I guess, uh, I guess like if you, I don't know how to fucking explain it, but I guess like, try, you know, some films set their tone even before watching them. Sure. And I don't know why the idea of like silly, wacky clowns, like okay, picking people yeah, off, yeah. that just did that. That didn't seem like fun to me. Fortunately, that attitude is long gone. Eric is now 40. I am now 45. <laughs> um, and so how I, 30 I, years ago you watched I, it. I get my kids on every other weekend. <laughs> uh, I have to stop at all subs to get a six pack every day after work. I do that too, but I'm not 40. Um, I fucking loved it, dude. Really? It's so much fun. Nice. I did it in a single sitting. Rarely do I watch films. A shock. In, in a single sitting. Uh, it's a fucking blast. Uh, God damn, it's just so much fun. One of my favorite scenes is there's like a clown like creeping through town and he stops in front of a convenience store because a couple girls are walking uh, down the, the sidewalk. And outside this convenience store is like an animatronic gorilla. Mm-hmm. And so he starts mimicking the gorilla. I remember this. So, yeah. so it's, the it's been years since I saw it as well. Oh, God. And then what stand out to me is... I forget what they call him. I don't even know if he has a name in the film, but like the King Clown, like <laughs> like the fucking huge, tall, yeah. like stories tall uh, clown. Like, fuck, dude, that's so much fun. So you loved it. I fucking loved it. And it just looks fucking beautiful. I was going to ask you, how did it look? Because uh, it's the arrow blue. What a fantastic film. Like, this is a film. Uh, Shit, you've retroactively sold me on watching it again. This um, Fye has a fucking exclusive, uh, exclusive slip. slip, and I I saw it. I picked it up at. Why? Well, I'm sorry. I held, held it, it at uh, Fye when I went to El Paso last time, and it's fucking gorgeous. But I just can't muster up the fucking. Was it like thirty bucks? It was fucking twenty nine ninety nine. Um, this is a film that I wish I could gather my mom and nephew together on one night to watch because it's just such a yeah. fucking fun film, and I think you know they would enjoy its lightheartedness i remember i remember when i saw it years ago you know i think i've only seen it once or twice but the main thing that i was looking i was for whatever reason i wanted it to be gory and i remember it not being gory right no it's not no i I feel like if i watched it now without that expectation i would like it a lot more like i remember like you know like sticking my nose up to it like oh they have a gun that shoots popcorn you know they wrap people up in cotton candy this is dumb but we also uh, like the burbs but gosh dude this is such a fun fun fucking movie well awesome killer clowns from outer space Fuck yeah that's fucking sick yeah. i'm pumped like I, I like you know i think i legitimately probably saw it when i was 15 mm-hmm. and i'm 27 now eric is 49 49 and a half uh me and my baby mama we just don't get along so we can't talk but i still have to go pick them up from the mcdonald's parking lot uh every where they're other playing weekend. on the jungle gym correct uh with the, on the hamburglar yeah, killer and the teenager that's yours is smoking in the uh, Hamburglar. And, you know, it's actually my stepson who doesn't listen to me. God damn it. Okay. And he looks just like Edward Furlong. Okay. So uh, how old are you actually going to be, Eric? Uh, I'm actually going to be 30 next month. Eric will be 30 next month. And I don't have children. So send him well wishes because soon he will be applying for AARP. <laughs> and with that. And using my fucking walker. That okay. is true. So uh, I actually only have one more. I got a few more. So uh, let's do another one from you, and then I'll do mine. All right, I'm going to do another one. I'm ready. Uh, I think you'll appreciate that I finally watched this. I watched Among the Living. 
Wow. Okay. That's and, awesome. Uh, I was motivated to watch this because of Inside, which I rewatched for uh, this episode. Um, what did you think of Among the Living? I really uh, liked it. If I had to pick between the three films of theirs that I've seen, I feel as if, as if it's the less. There yeah. was a surprisingly lack of gore. Yes. In this film from those dudes. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And but it gets fucked up at the end. It does. But I was like shocked by the nonviolence. Yeah, but you can't show children getting fucked yes, up. Yes, I didn't want to say that. But like the film has a lot of children in peril stuff at the end. And so I don't know how you would do gore. With, kid. I don't think you're allowed to do that. I so, agree. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, I just appreciated the, you know, stand by me aspects of it. We're talking among the living. Right. Uh, did you want to explain what it was at all? I tried last time, but I feel like you do a better job at this than I do. Uh, so there's uh, three kids. It's the last day of school. You're already doing a better job. They get in trouble, and so they're going to have detention, and they decide, fuck this, let's just bounce. Um, they just, like, go out. Uh, there's just, like, all this, like, open area, and you learn that there was a uh, once popular film studio. Yes. And now it's just kind of this, like, rundown lot. And they picture just, like a Western town, but like for a film studio. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they decide they're just going to go fuck around there before they fuck up a bunch of other shit before yeah. getting there. Like they go and they, they attempt to burn down this in the lake. <laughs> that part bummed me out. Cause I was thinking if I was one of those kids, I wouldn't want to be there. There's a scene where one kid pisses in front of the other kids, just like super close. And like, they, they bring up like, this is fucking gross. You're going to piss on me. That upset you more than the children in peril at the end of the film? Yeah, I was more upset about getting <laughs> okay. the idea of getting pissed on than uh, this freak monsterish thing okay. uh, attempting to uh, kill kids. Um, they get there. They, they go to the film set. Right. They get there. Yeah. There's um, They oh, see you know shit cool? they're not supposed to see. Right. They, they see a girl in a trunk. They decide that they need to save her. Yes. And when they go back to do that, the men who have this woman in a the trunk then go after uh, the kids. Yes. So. Um, then becomes a crazy chase film for the kids. Um, so at the start of the film, you learn that this man has suffered uh, like chemical warfare. And so like just his body is just like all fucked up. And, <laughs> and, and his children are also all fucked up. And so. I, I'm laughing because. I, as you were describing that, I was going to, all I was thinking was fucked up, but I was thinking how, what adjectives is he going to use that aren't fucked up? And, and I just went with fucked up. <laughs> you just said fucked and up. And so all I'm trying to get to is this dude, uh, his girlfriend, wife, whatever is pregnant. She knows that this kid is going to turn up, turn out fucked up too. So she doesn't want uh, the baby anymore. Yes. Anyways, that woman is the woman. From inside. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I don't know. Beatrice. But I was excited to see her in yeah. uh, another film. Yeah. Me yeah. too. So did you like it overall? I liked it overall. Would I fucking watch it again? Probably not. Would I watch Inside or Leatherface again? 100%. Yeah. I think they're they're more uh, accessible films, which is crazy to say for Inside and Leatherface, but they're, for, they're more straightforward. I feel like this film is kind of... Um, bigger and longer in a way like there's a lot more happening where like those two films are like kind of more just they're almost quick. more reserved and quick yeah exactly but yeah among the living i fucking loved it last year it was on my top 10 last year so uh not sounding like you would it would have been on your top 10 last year probably not probably not and with that i keep going we've reached my final okay. uh Lay it on me. what we've been watching 
So a couple nights ago, I finally rewatched one of my favorite. In fact, this used to be my favorite Italian film, Demons. Oh gosh, Demons is great. And it is so goddamn good. I rewatched it Fuck with yeah. Jamie. Hello, Jameson. Uh, he owns the Blu-ray. For whatever reason, I have failed to pick it up. Jamie owns the Blu-ray. He owns the Blu-ray. Okay. So he brought it over, and we rewatched it. And uh, so God good. damn it, it's so fucking good. It's fantastic. And you know, I love theater settings for any film. Fuck yeah. Uh, which actually, there's a large theater setting in uh, Trigger Effect, so that's cool. But my notes for my Demons rewatch are a huge effects gag every four minutes. Still so awesome. Blast of a film. Nasty at times. A huge effects gag every four minutes. So what I noticed on my rewatch this time, Demons, the Lamberto Bava Demons. Correct. Every four fucking minutes, someone is throwing up pus and blood (laughs) and nasty shit on someone else. Turning into a demon. And they're biting the other person. And there's pus and blood and shit just flying everywhere every four minutes throughout this whole film. It is a baffling amount of effect shots like i don't know no one would do this today i can tell you that much like it's literally italian man how many setups did they have to do to capture every single one of these gore shots and guess what they all look so fucking good it is so awesome i'm not gonna explain what demons is about you should know people go to a theater the theater's haunted slash possessed slash cursed uh demons i.e zombies demons sort of pop up and all hell breaks loose and they have to get out of the theater. Right. Stuck in the theater. Right. It's an Italian film. It's fucking amazing. I think the main character is attractive. And for that, I fucking love Demons. I love that goddamn movie. I just saw an interview with Greta Greta, Greta Giancarlo. Uh, She is the woman who first becomes possessed. Yeah. uh, In Demons. And she said that that was a a real theater that was getting ready to get demolished. Oh, shit. So, like, all of that shit that they're just in there, like, tearing up. I've been wondering that. That's not a fucking set. Like, they actually got to go and tear up that fucking theater. How cool is that? I'm so happy to hear that. That is awesome. I've been wondering, like, how did they do this? This is so expensive. Well, they bought an abandoned theater or whatever and fucked it up. Yeah. Um, It also features one of the most Italian fucking things I've ever seen. Driving that fucking motorcycle in the theater? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's close. You'll get it. One of the most Italian fucking things I've ever seen is a blind man with a really hot blonde girlfriend that is whispering uh, the plot of the film they're watching in the theater the entire movie. But then, of course, she disappears to have sex with her fucking... I don't know, a fair person. And he ends up getting his eyes gouged out. But he, and he, so it's this blind, tall, blind man in a suit with like blood squirting out of his eyes and shit. You're making me want to rewatch it. It's the most, atta- like, do you, you get what I'm saying? Like, okay, picture the guy that gets fucked up in Suspiria when uh, there's like the dogs kill him. Like, I swear, you know what, dude? It might be that same actor. <laughs> It's the most Italian thing I've ever seen. I love demons. It's so much fun. It has fucking like... Would you say that's the most Italian thing or would you say the bat attack in House (laughs) by the Cemetery is the most Italian thing? I would almost say uh, the fog in City of the Living Dead is one of the most Italian fucking things I've ever seen. I love the use of fog in Italian films. But no, the bat on the the hand in House of the Cemetery, if anyone out there has seen House by the Cemetery... Which you should have. uh, Which is a Fulci film. 
That might be the most Italian fucking thing I've ever seen. That goes on for 30 minutes. That is House by the Cemetery. We were talking Demons. Demons is fucking great. Um, if you don't like Italian films, don't watch it. If you do, it's the, one of the best. If you don't like Italian films, fuck you. You shouldn't be listening to okay. this. Okay, so Demons. Um, I, I love it. It's always been one of my favorites, but rewatching it, I was like, God damn it, I love this movie. It has fucking like Billy Idol. It's like White Wedding is in the movie. How did they license all this? Right. It's amazing. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Okay, Eric. What is another what you've been watching? All right. This is a seven release. I think maybe within the last couple of months. This is The Devil's Reign. Wow. Uh, R-A-I-N. There's this fucking family um, in present time. You eventually learn later uh, there's this man named Corbus who was a witch during like the Puritan era. Uh, this family ratted him out. So he's able to like come back, and in the present, he's now after uh, this family, um, and it takes place in this like isolated like ghost town. That's very that's very reminisce reminiscent of like a western. And so, if I had to describe this film, I would describe it as a satanic western. And I sort of can't think of anything more, more descriptive. No, 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 like more up E Dog's alley than a fucking satanic western, right? Uh, Anton LaVey of the Church of Satan was a technical advisor no shit. Uh, on this film. That's right, awesome. Exactly. So they, the, the family in modern times, they have this book that uh, Corbus the witch wants. And from this book, he'll gain more power. And so it's about them trying to prevent Corbus uh, getting this book. Right. Um, there's some foreign, there's some fun, goopy, gory uh, moments throughout the film. Ultimately, I kind of didn't give a shit. Uh, but I was excited to check it out. Sure. Um, um, it has this, sorry, has this crazy cast of like a young ass John Travolta, uh, William Shatner. Oh shit. Wow. Uh, Ernest. Is it an Italian film? It's not. Okay. For whatever reason, I always thought it was. Um, I don't know. It was cool. It's like, it was like, I don't know. As fans of the horror genre, we just kind of want to check shit out. Right. Yeah. And that, that's, this was definitely one of those cases. But it always kind of sucks. Cause like it can be missed. Well, it can be a miss, and you can be like, that was cool, but you paid like over $20 for that Blu-ray. Yeah. That's what sucks. Like, I want to yeah. support these companies, but I don't have a lot of money. It's hard to part, you know? Right, right. It's oftentimes, I guess, they're also in the job of hype. Yeah. You know, and you're like, wow, this sounds fucking crazy. People are just melting in the film, and it's fucking about the devil? Yeah, I want to fucking watch that. I have an idea for, we should do a reoccurring segment on this podcast called uh the most italian thing i saw this over the last month <laughs> this last month and you you might have that with your next film i'm assuming is going to be an italian film uh i can jump to it okay all right i'm dying to hear about this that's why i'm bringing it up okay i know Great. you fucking got the severin zombie 3 right i got i got the uh the zombie dark deluxe bundle we haven't spoken about it and i'm dying to know all right let me lay it on you i haven't seen zombie 3 since i was fucking 16 uh zombie 3 is fucking great it's awesome. fucking fan uh fucking tastic this was supposed to be fulci's follow-up yes uh, to zombie 2 um zombie i've i've read i've in in the interviews uh, they say it's because he got sick. They say it was over creative differences uh, mm -hmm. that he uh, left. So Bruno Mattei uh, came in to finish the film. Um, and what's cool is there's an interview with him, and he says, like, he, he does his best to explain, like, how much of the film is his. 
uh, and how much of it was uh, full cheese. That's pretty sick. Um, he says the beginning and end was his, and anything that had the the army soldiers in the in the white mm-hmm. uh, biohazard suits mm-hmm. uh, is his. And he goes on to mention um, that the gas station se- sequence is full cheese with the baby. Uh, not with the baby. Is that not full cheese? Um, is that Bruno Mateus? God damn, that's so fucking good. I guess that's Mateus because that that's sucks, the end. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like the gas station sequence is my favorite sequence in that whole fucking film. And it's Fulci. And it's Fulci. And I didn't even know that. Like, that, that was just like one of my favorite parts. And for him to say that that was Fulci, it, awesome, it was like, yeah. fuck yeah. Like, you know, I had that fucking connection uh, with my guy, with that guy. Right. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Do, you, do I need to explain? You don't need to explain. Zombie, I mean, it's three. zombie three. But, but like, how did it look? And I know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a middle of the road film, you know. It's certainly not Zombie Two. It's not Zombie, what, right? What What upsets me is like, in my opinion, Fulci is a good filmmaker. Yeah, and so it kind of sucks that it kind of got lumped in like one of those like it's so good it's bad. But do you uh, think it is? That's kind of what I'm trying to get out of you. It does have its moments where it's like, fuck, this is horrendous. And do you know how I fucking noticed that? How I watched it with someone who doesn't give a fuck or about knowledgeable Italian. about Italian films, and right. I could tell they were just kind of like eye-rolling the entire time or they're asking me questions about logic and i'm like no you don't understand so that's not how these fucking films work (laughs) so i haven't seen uh zombie 3 in years does zombie 3 feature eye zooms and stuff at all does it feature eye gouges in any way um no, there's no eye gouges, okay. but there's definitely uh, like no, frontal, there's an, facial, there's, an, there's facial eye gouges and demons, right? You know, it's just it's it's definitely got some fantastic gore. It definitely gets squishy at times. Uh, I was trying to eat pizza while watching it, and I was like, I kind of can't do this right nice. now. Yeah. And how did it look? How did the seven oh, movies God, look? It looks fucking fantastic. Uh, when uh, I, was watching, I want it so bad. When I was watching this interview with uh, Matei, you know, he'd be discussing a scene, and it would cut to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that scene and it just looked like fucking trash compared to what i had just seen and it's so fucking loud uh it's it's great like it's amazing to have zombie Zombie three three of all things of that such high quality caliber that's awesome it's fucking fantastic now i would like to jump to the other two films that came included in i'm a little worried about this because let me let me lay it on right, you, Doc. Let me lay it on you, Doc. Here's the thing: Zombie Three, I legitimately loved when I saw it. Like Zombie Three I got, is still good. I got Zombie and Zombie Three from uh, Zombie Two, uh, Zombie from Netflix back on Netflix DVD back in the day, and I loved Zombie and uh, of course you know Fulci Zombie, one of the best movies ever made, and I loved Zombie Three at the time. So please tell me, me okay. about the other two films. All right, I'm gonna start with Shocking Dark. Oh wow, okay, okay. This is another Bruno Mattei film. And it's basically an Aliens ripoff. And probably the kindest thing I can say about this film is it's far better than Extro 2, which is another <laughs> fucking Aliens uh, ripoff. It's so goddamn like Aliens-y ripoff-y, if that's a terrible way to describe it, mm-hmm. that it was almost like it, it almost became more enjoyable, like just like recognizing like, oh, aliens, 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 oh, aliens. What really bummed me out is there's like no violence. There's no gore. It was very mild manner for a fucking Bruno Mattei fucking film. Right. Um, Why why did, why, okay, explain this to me. Why is the slip cover from Severin, the Terminator 2? I will gladly explain that to you. Okay. So 
Uh, Hopefully, f- you people out there care about Italian film. Right. Because here we that, go. That's all Edog cares yes, about. Yes, of course. No, I'm ready. Here we all go. Right. So, um, the film is about Venice, the city in Italy, mm-hmm. uh, has become uh, like radioactive. It's fucking polluted. Like you can't fucking um, was easy polluted while I watched this. Oh yeah, polluted as a kite. So, and you said kite. I said right. kite. Okay. Um, Just want to get that clear. Venice is uninhabitable. <laughs> so 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 for some fucking re- oh so so there's a group of scientists. You learn that there's all these fucking underground tunnels under Venice. Right, okay. and there's a group of scientists. Sounds like Amsterdam. Okay, so dude, Amsterdam is fucking a work of fucking art compared to fucking Shocking Dark. Amsterdam is a legit fucking film. Shocking Dark is blah. So there's all these fucking tunnels under Venice, right? And there's a group of scientists that go in for some reason to research something, and they don't come back. So in a group of like elite, you know, Marines go in to uh, investigate and rescue. Uh, these missing scientists. And when they get down there, there are these fucking shitty ass fucking creature from the Black Lagoon monster rip off creatures down there. And what was fucking awful is at first I was like, fuck yeah, this is tight. It's fucking it's a monster movie and it's a fucking aliens rip off and I'm fucking on board and there better be, there be some fucking tight ass gore, you know? And uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, every time they shoot one of these fucking creatures, just like smoke covers it. So you like, you never even get a fucking chance. To see these fucking monsters, like, huh. like on the cover art, you know, is a, is one of, of the, course. Is a depiction of one of the monsters. And I was like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to see this shit, you know, uh, in action. You never really get to fucking see it. I feel like Severin is, they're getting you done. They're good at, they're good at reeling they E-Dog in. They got you to buy The Devil's Reign, Shocking Dark. Correct. And the next film you're going to talk okay, about. Okay, please so, go ahead. So, uh, uh, the, the Marines are fun. We just talked about Greta Greta. Yeah. Uh, well, she's like the head Marine. She's the Vosquez of okay. uh, the group. Mm-hmm. And there's some. There's a particularly great moment whenever they're like first suiting up, gearing up, and she's just like calling them all like pussies, like preparing them to go in. And that was like a, aliens. And that was a truly uh, fantastic how moment. How big right? does this film feel? Like, not. Nah, it's so fucking how can small. They, how can they're you, just in these small industrial settings the entire time. How can you even rip off aliens and not be fucking huge? So. Like, Right. So, E-Dog's a Terminator guy. Yeah. Right? I just yeah. watched T2 yesterday. And it's fucking, you know, I still think it's a phenomenal film. So, uh, one of, there's a scientist that goes with the gr- group of Marines. And there's a young girl who's, you know, fucking Newt. You know, her parents yep. have died. Uh, is there a cat? There's not a cat. Oh, uh, well, I don't give a fuck then, dog. And what's, funny, and what's funny is this actress is pretty much a Sigourney Weaver-like lookalike. That they cast in a good way, in a bad way. Ooh, okay, <laughs> okay. okay. You proceed. So, you know, and so uh, she knows of the creatures. She knows of the monsters. In you know, a bad way. And there's and there's even a uh, you know, they come at night mostly moment. Yeah, that uh, of course that she fucking has. Do they have uh, radar? Dude, there's such Boop. a ridiculous Boop. fucking scene. So in Aliens, they have a motion tracker yes. that lets them know, and um, you know. They, they're all over the place. They man. realize they're right in front of them, but they don't see them, and it's because they're in, under the grates. Yes, correct, right? So that exact fucking thing happens in Shocking Dark, but then all of a sudden they're just literally standing in front of them. No, it's stop not like it. they're in the wall. It's not like they're I in the roof. They're not it. on the floor. It's like, oh my god, they should be right in front of us, and then they are. <laughs> it's like, did they just fucking just amazing? Okay, so uh, 
So the corporation who sent the scientists in, they send a man in with them who is supposed to like overlook, you know, the Marines going in mm-hmm. after him. And it turns out he's a fucking robot. And okay. And whenever they discover that, uh, you learn that like his uh, mission objective is to like kill them anyways and like to destroy Venice even more or something. So like an amalgamation of like HAL 9000 Bishop Bishop and T and, and, and Arnold Terminator. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Okay. Like he looks like a shitty Schwarzenegger and like, so I'm definitely more of a Terminator guy than I am an aliens guy. And so I was more excited about the Terminator ripoffness of shocking dark. So I was like, fuck, when is this going to, kick in and there's this shitty ass looking terminator guy shitty ass schwarzenegger guy so i was like okay it's gonna have something to do with him so it like turns into like a chase film for like the last five minutes he sets the self-destruct button and the girls have to get out and he goes after them by this point all the marines have uh died so it came out in 89 uh the original film was called like magenta dark and they didn't know how to translate that in like other countries so, sure so since they had a cyborg that they were clearly ripping off terminator anyways they marketed it as terminator 2 in foreign countries so that's why the slip cover is terminator 2, is terminator 2 right? is what is the spine of the slip cover terminator 2 really now even though it says terminator 2 i still put it in the s shocking dark, when yeah. You, yeah well yeah. you know that's why the, it's the first thing i asked so i was so excited for shocking dark and ultimately i didn't give a fuck about and I didn't give a fuck about Zombie 4, and it turned out to be fucking amazing. Zombie really? 4 is fucking incredible. How? It uh, it's it's just batshit Italian cinema. Okay. It is fucking Fuck da. Fun fucking dialogue. You know, outrageous dialogue. This is zombie four this is after zombie, death. This is zombie four after death, right? Exactly. Right. By Severin Films. This is fucking zombie ninjas. This is fucking uh, adult film stars in lead roles. Okay. God damn, dude. It's so fucking good. I'm not... No, I believe you, yeah. I'm not being... You know, you, you also like Italian trash. I do like Italian trash, and that's what it is. This is grade A Italian But this is good trash. Italian trash, where Shocking Dark was bad Italian trash. Right. You see, you know, Shocking Dark, is its biggest crime was that it was, like, boring. Right. And Zombie 4 is just, like... We're going to give you zombie ninjas. We're going to give you uh, artifacts to close the gates of hell. We're going to give you... I'm in, yeah. We're going to give you porn stars without their shirt on. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's... Wow. Help, it, me, help me with this. It, and I had never seen it before. So it was so exciting to see new and good, fun fucking zombie Italian cinema. Okay. Help me with this. Okay. Now I'm putting my hand pretty high in the air. Okay. Zombie three. And okay. Zombie four. And I'm going down. You stop. Just under it. Dude. It's fucking. Okay. 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 Get this. Get this. Why? I was watching zombie four. Okay. I I did it in one sitting. Oh, I I was, I was almost thinking this is better than zombie three. No, stop. Dude. It's zombie three was partially directed by Fulci. I know. I know. It's just so much fucking. It's so much fucking fun. Okay. I'm in. Um, there's a group of mercenaries. Let uh, me borrow Zombie 3, Da. There's a group of mercenaries uh, going on vacation. Oh, my God. And for some reason, they have to stop at this fucking island. Of course. Where there's a group of scientists who are trying to cure death. Yep. 
And, as you do on an island And in there's Italy. a voodoo priest who's upset with that. And of course there's so, a voodoo priest. So, so he raises the dead. And so these group of mercenaries have to fight the zombies. And it's fucking the best thing ever. Amazing, Doc. It's so fucking good, dude. The the score. I don't... Ugh, fuck, dude. It is no, just, I'm in. It's Italian cinema. At its best. Oh, my gosh. Like, that is a fun movie. You think wow. it's better than Zombie Three? I, oh, I say I don't know, because Zombie Three is so like so. Zombie Two is like a legit fucking film. Yeah, like that's a real oh zombie movie. Yeah. And then Zombie Three, you know, there and Four, you know, it's like wacky and it's like we're watching this because this is making me laugh. Yeah, um, fuck, it's good. Hmm. It's great. So well, what's funny is I went in like all pumped for Shocking Dark, didn't give a shit. Not giving a shit about Zombie 4, I'm walking away saying, fuck yeah. So Elric and Rob G from Shockwaves, our favorite they, horror podcast, they are so they hated wrong Zombie about 4. Zombie 4. Wow, okay. They are. I don't know if you heard it here saw. first. Eric said, Rob G <laughs> and Elric Kane are wrong. I don't know what movie they watched. Maybe they don't like it. Maybe they watched like Shocking Dark. Wow. Okay, so Eric has three more films. Yeah, and I'm just going to run through them really Let's quick. Let's hear them, Doc. I'm right. ready. Uh, Psychokinesis. This is the new film. From the dude who did uh, Train to Busan. Yes, I okay. Um, go ahead. It's a basically it's a South Korean uh, superhero film. Uh, it's very stylish, stylistic. Uh, I didn't give a fuck about it. Wow. I guess because you know I want, you know I wanted I wanted Train to Busan too, and it's not that at all. That sucks. Um, Psychokinesis. Or I just <laughs> go ahead. Um, uh, Spring. I revisited. Amazing. Uh, Fucking uh, amazing. Yeah, I love Spring. I think it's a very cute uh, monster romance. Yes. Film. Adam, uh, or no, Justin Benson, Benson and Moorhead. They have their new film coming out, The Endless, correct? I have it pre-ordered on Amazon right now. It's like 17 bucks. That's awesome. Um, I can't wait to see The that, Endless. That's a, that's a cool idea. Aaron, Aaron Moorhead. Justin Benson. Justin Benson. Thank you. Go ahead. And I got to get it right, Doc, and the last for film, the people out there. And the last film that I uh, have on my recently watched uh, list. Well, real quick. Okay, go ahead. Spring is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen Spring and you're kind of on the fence, it's like a romantic film. takes place in Italy. Italy. And it's just gorgeous. And it's about two people falling in love. But the girl that the guy falls in love with might be a monster. And it's, she might be a bunch of monsters. She might be a lot of shit. Yeah. Monster is, or Spring is so fucking good. It's so sweet, like you said. It's like a serious romance film, but with a monster. Spring right. is fucking great. You know, what, other than Spring and Shape of Water, are there other monster romance films? I can't think of any. Uh, me neither. We're probably fucking up. Uh, Dracula? Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. What's uh, your last one? I watched um, Arrow, excuse me, Scream Factory's Blue of uh, Behind the Mask. Nice. And, How was that? Uh, that movie holds up. Awesome. Perfectly How did well. It look? I mean, I know it's it's not that old of a film, right? Uh, I didn't have any thoughts on it. Like At no point was I like, oh, this looks fantastic. But it looked good. Yeah, sure. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. It was a step up from uh, the Anchor Bay DVD. Behind the Mask, Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, I really want to get that Blu-ray. I just haven't had the money to do it, but it's fucking awesome, dude. It's good stuff. So that's what uh, E-Dog and Kigi Keggy have been watching. Yes, that was our What We've Been Watching segment. An almost hour long What We've Been Watching. But Christ! I think. Christ in a handbasket, Jackie. I actually think it's time for something very exciting. Okay, what is it? 
Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes? Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Fuck you, Eric. Fuck you. Eric <laughs> I like that Coffin's version more. Terror Tunes. I like that version much more. Okay. So. E-Dog, E-Dog's just going to fucking wing this one. Let's wing it. Okay. This is where Eric gives us a there was a part of me that horror thought, punk recommendation. Correct. There was almost a part of me that thought, I'm just going to skip this fucking episode. No. Because I got fucking nothing. I got fucking nothing. But look at your shirt. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, you know, as our listeners know, I usually like to try to tie it in somehow to the topic at hand, but I don't know of any fucking horror punk bands that have a song about a Dimension Extreme film. If you know, tweet me. me I think I could have helped you with this. No, fuck you. Because there's- How? Well, there's music in Automaton Transfusion, but it's not horror punk, so there you go. Yeah. You could have tied it in somehow. You're kind of blurring the line. So since we're I'm kind of blurring the line. You're kind of blurring the line. Okay, go ahead. Mr. Coffins. So since we're in the month of June, since we're almost uh, halfway through the year, I thought I would recap all the fantastic horror punk that has been released in the year 2020. 2018. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, no. Uh, back in April, we got the latest Jason out, al- Jason's album, Get Sued, which was a Ramones, um, cover album with Misfits lyrics. Um, I think it's a super fun, uh, fucking idea. And some of the tracks work so well. I'm not very acquainted with, uh, the Ramones, uh, but it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's amusing how well the lyrics fit with some of these tracks. However, I was bummed that it wasn't original material. Yeah. Um, whenever I... I didn't mean to interrupt. That's fine, no. That's fine. I forgot no. I usually don't talk during Eric Coffin. I, I think you should. That's uh, a great idea, but you're right. That does kind of suck that... Uh, I always hate that when people do cover albums. Right. Uh, Four Year Strong had a cover album where they did they covered 90s 90s, songs, yeah. And it's amazing. Do, 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 do. Yeah. It's amazing, but you're like, fuck, I want new music. So. Exactly. Uh, whenever whenever I bought Get Sued, I bought uh, their sophomore album, Stock and Slash Summer, and I found myself listening uh, to that more because it was uh, original music. Uh in the month of April, we also got the Hellbound Heart EP from the Stellar Corpses. This is a band that I just barely found uh, last November, but they've been in the horror punk scene uh, forever. Uh, one thing that I really uh, dig about them is often they will get uh, guest vocals from somebody else prominent in the horror punk scene. And their single, Hellbound Heart, features Jimmy Calabrese from Calabrese. Nice. Um, that is a fun, short uh, EP to listen to. Uh, next we got, uh, the Crimson Ghosts. This came out last month. This is a horror punk band that's been around for a real minute. I found them back <laughs> in the, uh, MySpace days. They're definitely horror punk, but they're a bit heavier, almost twinge of metal there. Twinge. Twinge. <laughs> um, their latest album, Yet Not Human, uh, uh, I'm really digging, uh, the single from it, Don't Follow, incredibly fucking catchy, so I would recommend you guys go, uh, watch that music video. Um, Next, uh, we have uh, Defiant Brood, Season of Decay. I'd never fucking heard of this band. <laughs> and what I do is on social media, uh, I'll be recommended uh, a horror punk band. Sure. And I'll follow them and this, and then just forget about them. And then they'll make a post that finally catches my attention. And uh, it was like payday. And I thought, oh, I'll blow 10 bucks on a fucking horror punk band that I've never even fucking heard of. And I was insanely uh impressed with uh what i heard um there's not too many 
horror punk bands led by females that I know of. And um, glad to say Defiant Brood is a good one. And last, uh, not even a week old, not horror punk, but Ghost. Yes, of course. Put out uh, a new album. Uh, is it just pronounced prequel? I think so. Is it prequel? I really don't know, but all I know is rats. Uh, I, I, I like it rats. a bunch. Um, it's definitely growing on me. You know, I haven't even had a week. It's uh, fucking awesome. You know what? It's a bit too big and operatic for okay. me. Okay. You don't, but you don't that's, like that's, opera. That's not bad. That's not bad, but you know, sure. it's like it's like every fucking song is a fucking ballad. Yes. And that's not bad. E-Dog just wants, you know, one, two, three, go. And then, you know, a few woes. Songs well, about no, a horror movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, song, songs about a horror movie, done. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I like it. It's great. Easy wants less production, more horror. Fuck yeah. So, um, should, that should be our t-shirt. Ghoul Squad, less production, more horror. I think you just wrote our fucking tagline. I also thought of a t-shirt idea while you were talking just now. Ghoul Squad, support horror punk. <laughs> now, we're not a horror punk joint. No, but we discuss it. Yes. Um, as far as I know, we have a new Shadow Windhawk uh, album to look forward to in August. So 2018 has been a great horror punk year. Nice. So, And that, that was Eric, Eric Coffin's Territory. Fuck you, Kiki Tunes. <laughs> And with that, yes, I think we have reached our topic, which is the top five Dimension Extreme films, a topic that's been gestating in our bellies, actually, for a long time. And I think it's time to hit the music. Easy, ready. Let's go. All right. So we're both very excited to do this episode because this has been something that we've wanted to do since, I would say, well, I wanted to do since about three months ago. E-Dog's been wanting to do since like our first episode. Yes. And I've implied for a long time that no one knows what the fuck Dimension Extreme is. And you've been wrong, but let's go ahead and talk. What is Dimension Extreme? Okay. Well, I will tell you. Okay. Beginning in 2008, Dimension introduced the Dimension Extreme. Eight. Beginning in 2008, Dimension introduced the Dimension Extreme label, which released primarily international and independent horror titles on DVD. And I even have an article from the time, but go ahead, Eric. I'm surprised it's 2008. I thought it was uh, a bit older. Me too. I would have guessed early 2000s. No, I totally agree. And here, here's how we can make this fun. Okay. I've got a comingsoon.net article Great. published on October 22nd, 2008. And it says, Dimension Extreme preps 18 more direct-to-video picks. So let me read some of this. Okay. Mostly sequels, prequels, remakes, or spinoffs. Variety reports that the Weinstein Company, which we should talk about, Dimension Extreme label has green-lighted a batch of 18 direct-to-video films for 2009 release. The picks, budgeted at 3 to $6 million a piece, which would be a fuck ton right now, by the way. Most horror films we see are made for under a million now. Right. That's why. 3 to $6 million for direct-to-video are expected to begin shooting in several uh, business-friendly locales among them, Louisiana, Michigan, New Mexico, whoa, and Canada. Uh, the Weinstein Company co-chairman Bob Weinstein said the film's mostly prequel sequels, remakes, or spinoffs of the Weinstein Company slash Dimension titles could debut in a particular ancillary arena, DVD, VOD, TV, 
or the web, depending on a closer as they release. So let's fast forward here. Titles in the new crop include Pulse 2 and extensions of Children of the Corn, Feast, and Hellride. Also in development are Dead by Daylight, Midnight Man 2, Midnight Man 3, Feast, I don't know, Halloween 3D. So that's an article that I was reading, but I thought it'd be fun to go back to 2008. I watched 16 fucking Dimension you Extreme films. You are a psychotic man, and I didn't... I didn't watch like I watched like one of those that you mentioned. But the point There's of, a lot of Dimension fucking there extreme. Are. And the point and of reading that. Do you like that, Dimension Extreme, Kiki? Do I like? And why do we like Dimension Extreme, Eric? Let's lay it on. Okay, so do I like Dimension Extreme? I do. This was a label that me and Eric ate the fuck up at this time. This is a big pivotal moment, at least in my life. In 2008, I would have been a junior in high school. Uh oh. And it's just times where you don't give a fuck about anything and you watch a lot of horror movies. Kind of yeah. like today, actually. Fuck yeah. So, you know, this and now is... now you got to pay rent. God damn it. Man, that fucking sucks. So this is a time when, uh, you know, we had Hastings, which is our local video store. This was a time when Hastings was around. And, and now is a and time I... when it's not. We'd go and talk about the same horror films. But now we talk about horror films on a podcast. And with that... Uh, what I was getting at was, you know, you used to be able to go to Hastings or Walmart, and they were just covered in DVDs. Dimension Extreme. Yes. And uh, there was Dimension Extreme like almost every week. One it was exciting because I would see a, t- a title with the label Dimension Extreme in the yep. top left corner, and I would think, huh, must and, be worth watching. And remember like Blockbuster, which by the way, Blockbuster had a uh, exclusive window with a lot of these where like they would, but they would only release the R cut, which was terrible. So people would like get these films and watch a fucking rated R cut. Uh, I watched the rated R wizard of gore. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Why terrible. Did you, <laughs> the wizard of gore remake, by the way. Yes, correct. Because that's what was at Walmart. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there were a bunch of these. Uh, what was the other one at Walmart? One of our Walmart got a rated R. No, it wasn't. It wasn't dimension extreme. Our Walmart got, which is, this is around the same time Martyrs came out, which is not Dimension Extreme, but I believe was eventually released by TWC, which is weird. Because the Weinstein Company, I believe, put that out on DVD, but it wasn't Dimension Extreme? Hmm. So anyways, uh, Martyrs was a release at that time that at our Walmart they had, but it was rated R at our Walmart. Wow. And you had to buy it at our Hastings, which they got one copy in. That's right. And I went to the horror section. I browsed, I browsed, I browsed. Kiki browsing. Was not there. Not there. So I went to the international film section oh my god of our hastings which i'd never been to and there it was in its glorious glory twenty dollars 1999 martyrs now you, you could rent soft core porn from our hastings you still can and no, they're not open. and uh e-dog's browsing it one night of course and uh i found uh e-dog's browsing the soft core porn black devil doll <laughs> Is in the softcore porn section. And, and you I, rented it. And I rented it, and I felt so dumb because I'm, I imagine the people working. You actually rented it? I actually rented it, <laughs> and I just assumed that the people checking me out thought this guy's renting softcore porn. Which you were. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's not softcore porn. Sure. Not much is anymore. Right. So having said all that, that uh, the martyr story, while does not, it's not Dimension Extreme, it relates to it because this is the, that era. My Black Devil doll review coming soon. Okay. Uh, our next episode of the Ghoul Squad podcast will be a full in-depth review of Black Devil doll softcore porn. Correct. Uh, on the next episode. No, I'm kidding. So, uh, yeah, Dimension Extreme. Eric, do you like Dimension Extreme? I, I still like Dimension Extreme, right. 
there's so much Dimension Extreme that I had not seen. And while there's still plenty of other Dimension Extreme that I hadn't seen. Like Pulse 2 and 3. Like and fucking Zombie Diaries 2. And Zombie Diaries 2. Uh, this episode gave me an excuse to uh, seek out Dimension Extreme films that I hadn't seen. And I had a good time watching them. Yeah, so some more than others. Some were really fucking bad. Let's think. I guess I just sort of... The, the next question we always ask is, why do we like Dimension Extreme? Okay. But we already kind of did that. That's why we liked it. Because it was new horror movies. And the other thing about Dimension Extreme was... And, like, they put out some bangers. Well, and the other thing about them some was... Some was trash. They were... Some were good. They produced some of their own films, but a lot of the stuff we liked were aqu- right. acquisitions. Correct. So they were acquisitions from other countries. And we'll get to those films. Those are actually probably all on our list. Uh, but a lot of the... So that was what was really tight was like, yeah, they bought shitty movies. Yeah, some of their shit sucked. And yeah, a lot of the stuff they produced sucked. Fat Pinhead. But they bought Fat Pinhead. They bought um, overseas shit that we wouldn't have seen otherwise. Right. So that was fucking so, awesome. So they did some good. Absolutely. Now, the man himself did not do any good. The man himself, Mr. Harvey Weinstein, who we have not spoken about, did not do so good. And it's it's weird looking back on this because... You know, the Weinstein Company has been such a big deal in the horror world. Right. Because they're Dimension. You know, exactly. they they put out... Uh, Scream. Scream. Exactly. And then, you know, they they put out a couple other things, and it's like they're... From sh- Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn. Um, a lot of stuff. And all the Tarantino shit, you know? Right. So it's weird. You know, the Weinstein Company is like bankrupt now. It doesn't exist because of this whole thing. So, right. Which, um, which we're not saying is a bad thing. It's just... It's crazy that... You know, here we are. We planned on doing a Dimension Extreme episode actually before all that happened. Right. And then here we are. It's like, wow, fuck that piece of shit. Exactly. But having said that, the label Dimension Extreme. Let's talk about that. Let's focus on the label. Let's focus and on the, the label. not the men who are running it. Yes. But um, what else? I think that's it for our intro, right? Yeah. Uh, we, lo- we love Dimension Extreme, but we do recognize a lot of their shit sucked. Oh, yeah. But it was super tight at the time because we got to see shit we, we never would have saw in the U.S. Right. And, you know, they weren't, like, pricey DVDs. They were no. probably, like, 12 bucks or something. So, it was like, fuck it, let's and buy one. Some of them had fucking... I get, I get, it'd be fucking payday at Subway. Payday at Subway. We'd, we'd get an extra foot long, and then we'd go pick up a Dimension Extreme film. And it usually sucked. And it usually sucked, and then we probably skated at night. And so, it was a good day overall. Yeah, we should get back to that. <sighs> I wish we could. I want to get back to Eric browsing the softcore porn section at Hastings. <laughs> Me and you both, sister. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think that's it for the intro. Do we just want to talk films now? Let's go ahead and talk films now. Okay. So uh, you start first. Okay. You go. So, so Kiki has honorable mentions. But not that many. Uh, I watched, as I already said, 16 of these fucking things. God damn it. And I ranked them from like fucking worst 16 to number one best. I only ranked six films. So I want to start with my least fucking favorite Piece of shit. Dimension, Dimension Extreme. Extreme film. Okay, go ahead. It's called Triloquist. Okay. This is from the motherfucker who did the original Leprechaun. So I guess he's sticking with small people horror. And it, this is Triloquist. This is Triloquist, which okay. I'm about to describe to you. Please go ahead. Uh, it's about a young brother and sister who have a possessed uh, ventriloquist all of them. <laughs> okay. And they, dummy, if you will. Dummy. And they commit crimes. And you don't know. And the brother's mute. So you, throughout the film, you don't know, is the mummy, is the dummy possessed? Or is it actually the brother? The mute brother. <laughs> speaking <laughs> through 
the dummy. Okay. And uh, fuck this film. Uh, it was like insanely misogynistic. Ooh. Um, Big shock there. Yeah, right. Fuck Triloquist. Fuck, yeah, it was just like, it was just like a dumb idea of like, it was supposed to be like a, I guess it was like, uh, fucking imagine, um, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Well, I'm staring at you right now looking lost. Okay. And I'm, I'm trying to think of like, uh, I almost feel bad for you because I haven't watched Triloquist. Yeah, no. Because you're about to go through all of these fucking movies and you're barely talking about Triloquist. Okay. What, and it's already broken you as a um, person. Um, you know, I can't believe I can't think of a name, but like a crime road film. Natural Born Killers. Okay, sure. Okay, imagine that, but with a fucking dummy. <laughs> it's not good. Oh, uh, Leatherface is a good one. Okay, Leatherface is a good one. Triloquist not is, good. is not. It's just like rape jokes. Ooh. And I don't know, man. I just didn't like it. How did all. you watch this? I got a copy from Netflix. Good. Okay, so you didn't you didn't buy it. I did not buy Triloquist, Thank fortunately. Christ. I loaded up my physical queue with uh, Dimension Extreme films, and, and they just came in one at a time. Easy sat back with his hands behind his head and thought, show it to me, Bob. Triloquist. <laughs> it's not good, guys. Okay. Should I do another one? Do another one. All right. Next one is Nightmare Detective. And this is low on I my... Don't, I don't even remember this. This one's low on my list. This must have been one that they acquired because it's a Japanese film. And even though it's low on my list, it's by no means a bad film. I just didn't care for it personally it's actually a pretty cool idea um it's basically japanese freddy krueger uh people are being murdered in their dreams but it's looking like suicide in reality okay so there's a young police detective who learns of a man who can go inside of dreams and she wants him to help him investigate how are these people actually dying Mm mm-hmm so you learn that the man who's killing them inside their dreams, he gets off on mutilating himself. Like he almost has to like kill himself whenever he decides to kill others. So there are these like batshit insane moments when he's like chasing them. Imagine uh, like the point of view Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like that. Other times it's like this like mutata- mutilated ass fucking body uh, chasing people. Okay. Um, dying in horrific ways. All of that is fucking tight. I was on board for the mystery of like, how are they going to fucking stop Yeah, it? And then it turns into this crazy fucking dream logic, uh, which I guess is fitting since it takes place in dreams. Um, the man who can go inside dreams and the man killing people, they have a relationship from when they were children at school and this young girl fucking died. And all of a sudden it's the universe growing from uh, the Big Bang explosion. And I don't know what the fuck was going on anymore, Doc. Hmm. And I gave up. Uh, Nightmare Detective. So it started really cool. It hagged me in treat, but then it just kind of lost me on its fucking explanation of what was happening. Well, I don't remember that movie at all. So Nightmare Detective. Nightmare Detective. Okay. Yeah, if you're looking for some ambiguous-ass dreamy shit. Which sometimes I am, but that sounds atrocious. Watch Nightmare. It's not a bad film. It's just like... It's not a bad film. It was just like, fuck, man. I I, Sometimes, you know, I don't need things tied neatly in a bow for me. Sure, no, yeah. But god damn, give me a hint of what's happening. Sure. Of what's going on. You and, just lost me. And that was Nightmare, Nightmare Detective. Detective. Okay, still having trouble even remembering what the name is. <laughs> so I want to do honorable mentions, but the thing is, it, you have so many. Um, we might as well just keep going through yours, and I'll talk. One, I'll say that's one of my honorable mentions. Okay. Until we get to our list or close to our list. All right. So go, go okay. on another one. Uh, this next film, I want to like. I want to like it. It's like I revisit it. 
like every few years and I'm like I think I know exactly and I'm like what all it right is. this is gonna be it this is the time where it's gonna be fucking badass and good I could talk this one nope it's just not good I'm talking about the Wizard of Gore remake okay good I haven't seen it okay um and you know what it's got fucking Brad Dorf in it did I pronounce his last name correctly Dorf yep Dorf <laughs> it's got fucking Jeffrey Combs nice in it reanimator himself. It's got fucking Crispin Glover as Montag the Magnificent. I feel like I should be able to recommend this film just solely on its cast and supporting cast. But why does it suck? What I just complained about Nightmare Detective, it also suffers from where it's just like, what the fuck is going on? And also for a movie called Wizard of Gore? Not enough gore, duh. Where's the fucking gore at, G? Where's the fucking gore? You can keep your fucking dream logic. You can shove it up your ass. But I want my goddamn gore. But I want my goddamn gore. Right. Yeah. It's Is that uh, it for Wizard of Gore? It's just, it's a bummer, man. Because it's a cool idea. It's a great cast. Nothing comes together for that film. Okay. I feel bad making you keep going, but let me get, let's do one more. And if it, okay. If if I've seen it, we can get No, you haven't seen this one, Doc. Shit, Doc. Should I talk about one of mine that I don't like? But the thing is, you're going to talk about it again. Okay. Don't matter. I can do another one. Do another one. Okay. Steel Trap. Steel Trap. And you know what? I kind of like Steel Trap. No. I kind of like Steel Trap. Was Steel Trap rapey? Fortunately, no. Okay. Thank God. Uh, I thought I was getting a torture porn saw ripoff. With that fucking shit cover. With this terrible ass fucking gar- cover. It's like this girl's stuck in like a ventilation shaft with like fucking saws yep. sticking out of it. Not at all. It's a slasher film. It literally film. looks like like a fake CGI cover. It's uh, it's a fucking slasher film. Okay, cool. Uh, which I'm on board for. And you know what? I like my slashers to have personality. Yeah. And this motherfucker was devoid of any fucking personality at all. He's all in black. He's wearing a black featureless mask. Uh, there's one point when a character breaks a glow stick and throws the liquid on him. And the way it splashes on his face, I was like, finally, you have some fucking characteristic uh some some kind of stylish flair right exactly um it is um a group of young adults being picked off inside a uh office complex that they are trapped in mm-hmm. um no would you consider it a steel trap no and okay. you know it, and you know what there was no uh there was never a time when they were like stuck and they you know they have to like Get cut out of the a, trap. Cut off a body part to get out. Right, exactly. No. Okay. It was just a uh, middling, piece mediocre of shit. slasher film. Hmm. But you know what? E-Dog likes slashers. So I was happy to be seeing a new slasher film. A okay. new slasher film to me. I could see that. I, I'm not going to tell you to watch Still Trap. Sounds good. I won't. But, uh, ah, fuck it. Nah. You bought Steel Trap, didn't you? It was $6. You own Steel Trap. It was only six dollars. I did it for the good of the. <laughs> you I, did, look, I did it you, for the pod, dog. You look ashamed. I did it for the pod. All right, let's take a Go pause on. right here and let's talk about whether Feast is a Dimension Extreme film. Yes or no? Okay, so we had this discussion right. one time in Subway, and I told Keegan if it has the logo in the top left hand corner of the cover art, it's a Dimension Extreme film. And you were like, "Well, the Blu-ray does." And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. But the DVD doesn't. So I decided not to Good. watch it. I did not include Feast either because Feast is kind of its own thing. It was made out of Project Greenlight. It's like a real movie that the studio actually paid money to make. 
it's not a dimension extreme film. It's not an acquisition. It's not a film that they spent three to six million on. It's like a bigger movie. Right. So I didn't include Feast either. So there you go. Good. Let's do another one from you. Okay. Teeth. Teeth. Okay, cool. Uh, I assume you watched Teeth. I didn't. You I okay. you said we weren't going to talk it much, so I said fuck it. Great. I saw Teeth when it came out in like 08 and you know I liked the idea of it, you know, but I never gave a shit about Teeth. It's it's it starts off too rapey for me. Okay? You know, it's it's literally dudes trying to fuck this girl against her will. Right. Uh she has vagina. She has vagina. <laughs> <laughs> she has teeth. I need to make that a drop. She has literal teeth. Say it again. She has a vagina. <laughs> she has literal but there's teeth. Teeth in her vagina. Yes. Right? Okay. You, you learn that it's like an ancient legend of women with vagina in her teeth. Vaginal dentata. Correct. Mm-hmm. I, why do you fucking know that? Why do you fucking remember that? Funny fucking thing to say. So finally she starts use, utilizing it to benefit her. And, okay. then, and then it's like, okay. And I could see that. Like, okay, this like is, kind this of owning your own sexuality in a way. Kind of a metaphor for that. I was just happy that she was finally fucking dudes up. Sure. Who we were trying to take advantage. Of course. Of her. Um, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way about that. And she's like, she's, um, she's like pro abstinence. And like that rubbed me the wrong hmm. way. And I don't know. I haven't seen it in fucking years, man. I don't remember teeth at all. It's uh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's like one of those films I think where the idea is like that's fucking crazy, yeah, you know. And then when you watch it, it's like, oh, that wasn't as mind blowing as I thought. No, it's it the, was going to be. It's the perfect movie to be like, oh, what a good idea. Okay, what's the movie? Right. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't care much. For so that. that's teeth. That's teeth. All right. What should I do? Should, should I talk something finally? You talk something finally, G. Let's talk. Welcome to the jungle. Let's right. talk Welcome to the Jungle. So Welcome to the Jungle is on my honorable mentions, but you know what? Okay, Welcome to the Jungle is a Dementia Extreme film that basically is a is mimicking something akin to Cannibal Holocaust. Correct. It's a cannibal film. Where Correct. It's a found footage cannibal film. Correct. And, you know, I, you know, I enjoyed watching it. I kept waiting and waiting and waiting for shit to go crazy. I kept waiting for there to be someone, you know, pinned up on a stick. I kept waiting for we get it. Someone's head to get cut off, right? And nothing fucking happens in this whole movie. I think the characters are boring. They're annoying. They, they, they you know, it's the it's a it's two couples out in where where uh, Uganda or something. <laughs> I don't fucking know. So there's there's the story of the Rockefeller that went missing. Sure. There's they have the dumbass idea of that they're going to go discover. Yeah where he is and it's been like 60 years so this movie's like 90 minutes it's actually a little less and i would say about 80 minutes are just the two couples getting arguing arguing and getting pissed at each other but like bad acting so like i can't believe you did that jimmy (laughs) like i don't give a flying fuck i i totally fucking agree with you but i like the asshole dude you like the asshole i like surprise i like the asshole dude um you learn, like here's the thing. You learn I don't, that the assholes they want to party and sleep in. Yes. And the other ones they, they want to get, get up, up early. early. Yeah. Right, exactly. But, but they can't so get the other dumb. one uh to go. And so uh the asshole couple start referring to themselves as the fuck you gorilla squad. <laughs> that fucking killed me every single time he would yell, Fuck you. I thought okay, so welcome to the jungle. 
I think both couples are annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like not just the ones that are mean, like the the ones that are like, you guys need to stop and you need to grow up and stop drinking alcohol. Like right. it's just fucking boring. And the thing is, I would have forgiven all of that if we if, got some more violence. If and we gore. got like a real amped up, fucked up shit, crazy cannibal ending. And honestly, I feel like the ending is nothing. Like they drop the cameras, the the, the and you see body parts on the ground, and that's it. And then it's literally credits, and the, the movie is over. And I go, oh, okay, fuck this movie. I, I kind of like it. I know you do. That's why I brought it up here. I kind of like it. So an honorable mention for me. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, the next film I have on my list is Automaton Transfusion. Okay. And this just feels like a high school yeah. project. So, Automaton Transfusion yes. uh, is actually... Yeah, I'll talk it later. So, go ahead. Okay, Automaton Transfusion is a uh, running zombie film Yes, uh, that was marketed as like hard gore and yes. violence and action. And some of it is present, but it's just so like what you're complaining about with uh, Welcome, For sure. to the, Welcome to the Jungle. That's how um, Automatron Transfusion is to it's me. It's very MySpace high school kids. Ooh. Like Ugh. all the kids are wearing like those jeans that seen kids wore in high school. Right. They're all wearing like basically Chiodo shirts. Right. Like uh, there's, there's, di- there's diegetic music playing throughout like the whole movie. And it's all like. And Berlin and like Thursday, and then and it all descends this stuff. into uh, the military uh, knows what's going on. And sure, the kids, you know, uh, start to get help from the military. and just fuck that movie, duh. Really, I, I don't like Automaton Transfusion. I do, but I think it's for nostalgia reasons. So okay, I'll, I'll talk about it later. But yeah, Automaton Transfusion, I like it. We'll talk it later. Um, but I like Welcome to the Jungle more than Automaton. No Transfusion. way. Yep. No and, way. And, those, and that's what's on. And that's what's next after Automaton Transfusion for me. Okay. Well, go ahead. Next one. Okay. Mother of Tears. This is wow. Dario Argento's. Did you watch this? No. Uh, this is Dario Argento's uh, third film in his uh, Three Mothers trilogy. trilogy I right? think it's. It's Tenebrae. Duh, I watched this movie solely for this episode. Did you see in the Suspiria remake trailer, it said like Mother Tenebraeum or something? I did see that. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, right. That's cool. It, um, and you know, it's supposed to be like uh, a witch is in each one of these three films. You know, yes. Suspiria, Inferno, and this. Duh, I don't remember this fucking movie. And I watched it like two months ago. I remember there being that sucks. Some, I remember there being some titties. I remember there being some CGI gore. I was happy because, you know, it was like an, Ar- an Argento film I hadn't seen before, but like, I don't know. Duh. I don't fucking remember this movie. Okay. And that is Mother, <laughs> <laughs> Mother of Tears. Mother of Tears. Yeah. All right. Give me another one. All right. Now this is one. Now we're getting into like. Okay. Okay. Every film I'm about to mention from here from here on out. Yeah. I think are genuinely good films, good films right? And I'm going to go with Romero's Diary cool. of the Dead. I think this is a legit I will say here, um, so this is our top five Dementia Extreme films. I will say here, Diary of the Dead is my number six. Okay, good. So, it, you know, we're doing our top five, but if I had to put a film next, it'd be Diary of the Dead. Diary of the Dead. Um, so go ahead. Okay. Uh, I said this, I think, on our zombie episode. Uh, what I really like about Diary of the Dead is you learn that the main kid, he's wanting to document, you know, this is supposed to be the first night, uh, zombies um start uh, yeah dead people start coming back to life 
it's a cool idea. Like people are going to want to see this. We should film this. Right. Like it's very Cloverfield in that way where like the reason we're filming is because people are going to want to see this. Right. Exactly. Like we need to document this essentially. And he's obviously not the only one doing it and he's downloading what else, what other people are uploading. So what's cool is we get a bunch of short little, um, zombie tells. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and it's just kind of, um, give me a second. Um, World building? Not world building. Let's sit here while Eric thinks. It's very... On an audio podcast called The Ghoul Squad Podcast. Anchor.fm slash Ghoul Squad FM. Give me a second. Let me think. It's very... um, What's the term where it's like relevant to today? Just the idea of like people trying to present what's really going on. Yeah, it's topical. And the idea of people are trying to report what's really going on. Like when we're probably getting just fed. Bullshit. Like the government and like news channels are saying, like, don't worry, everything's okay. It's an isolated incident. But, the, you know, in Diary of the Dead, like, it's the end of the world. Like, everybody's right. becoming zombies, but the government's like trying to make everybody feel like it's still okay. Right. So that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So I really like Diary of the Dead. It would be my number six. I'm glad to hear you say that. Cause yeah. Because I, I feel like last time you talked Diary of the Dead, you were hard on it. What? Did you revisit it? Oh, I'm for still going to be episode? hard on it. I did. Oh, I revisited it. Yes. Okay. I watched it. My notes on Diary of the Dead, my brand new notes. Um, you know, this is Romero's, you know, pseudo sequel to all his dead films that are like actually good. And then he made these last two movies, uh, in my opinion. So it's like this and Survival of the Dead. And um, so I feel like it's it's a little weird because like this movie is like a piece of shit compared to those movies. Like Land of the Dead is 10 times better than this movie. But I do like Diary of the Dead. So here's what I have. Good, way too much talk about why are they filming, way too much technology talk, dates the film, in all caps, MySpace, bad CGI. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this film suffers from sort of, look, I get you have to say why you're filming. Like, because it's... Why are you filming? Why are you filming? But dude, I swear to God, like the plot of this film is just them discussing... Babe, you shouldn't be filming anymore. Babe, I have to film because this is important. Okay, great. Let's move on. Right. Oh, no. Yep. Babe, put, why put are you filming? Put the camera down. Babe, I have to film. <laughs> like, that's the whole fucking movie is constant with that. So, while I do really like this movie, I think that is, like, its biggest thing. And then the other problem is, like, okay, it's Romero Zombies, right? So, we're going to get cool zombies fucking people up. And then there's bad CGI. What? I feel like of all of his zombie films, this is the smallest. It, oh, 100%. The way the film ends is you see all those zombies uh, descending upon that mansion. That's the movie I want to see. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like at, at at any point in the film, there's literally points in this film where there's just one zombie that's yeah. a threat. Yeah, and you know why? Because they couldn't pay all those like extras. Sure. but um, So that's kind of interesting how small and contained this film is. But like, okay... Then when people die, like have an okay, good looking effect shot, but instead it's like bad CGI of like blood. There's like CGI blood throughout this whole movie. You want to see worse CGI? No. Watch Survival of the Dead. Okay. Ooh. You know, I've never seen Survival of the Dead and I was very- That's crazy. I was very excited to watch it. Follow me on this. Don't freak out. I'm following. For this episode. Because I thought Survival- what, well, I thought Survival of the Dead was D- Dimension Extreme. Survival of the Dead's not Dimension no, Extreme. Magnet released it. So I didn't give a fuck about Survival of the Dead. I think that's crazy you haven't watched it. Um, I don't remember it if I did see it, but Diary of the Dead. I do like it. It's Romero. It does feel like it's trying to comment on stuff. It's trying to comment yeah. on us, you know, 
feeling like the need to record things, feeling the need to expose the truth because the government or the news isn't doing it for us. So like those things are there, but it's really amateur. And that sucks to say because it's Romero. You know, I feel bad. So I like Diary, but not great. I like Diary too, Doc. Go ahead. What's your next one? Uh, this next one is fantastic. I thought for sure it was going to be in my top five, but I'm concerned. It got bumped down just a little. Storm Warning. Oh, okay, cool. Have you seen Storm Warning? I don't remember it if I did, so no. Uh, Storm Warning is fucking tight. Good. Okay. it's. Uh, I think it's on my six-pack I got. Six-pack. Is that something? Black flag. Um, It's about this couple. They go out boating. They get stranded for some bullshit reason or their boat fucking malfunctions or some bullshit reason and they wash ashore there's only one fucking house in the middle of nowhere and they go around looking for help and um it's these it's this man and his two sons and they're like crazy fucking trashy Mm -hmm. it's like just like the way inside the house is the way they look they're so trashy there's a part where they're watching animal porn together. <laughs> and the father is rubbing his dick above his pants. Okay. So it's like just this... Ins- Wait, this is a Weinstein Company film, right? So I guess we were not surprised. Yeah. So the young couple sees that they're growing weed. And so the father Uh-oh. and the two kids... Marijuana. Yep. They don't want to let them uh, leave the island alive. So this... And and the man quickly gets incapacitated. So the woman has to find a way to fight these three uh, terrible men. And it gets really nasty and gory. Okay. And it's fucking awesome. Okay. It's a fun seeing this woman kick these three trashy dudes' asses. I'm in for that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really, really good. Nice. Really good. Storm warning. Storm warning. Yeah. I don't know why I never saw it, but yeah, I didn't. It is tight. Um, right here, I'm going to drop. It's not an honorable mention. It's a film I made I made sure you didn't watch for this. Um, so this we're just going to do this here. Dementia Extremes Broken. Now, the reason I want to bring this film up is because Dementia Extreme at this time was doing the coolest fucking slip covers. And they were almost so cool they would I would buy the films based on them. Because they look you. so... I love DVDs. I love packaging. I hate DVDs now. I'm with you. But I like packaging. So I bought this film Broken because it had a slip cover where you could open up uh, it was, it, the cover was like someone's stomach, but there were stitches in it and it was like bleeding and you could pull open the stomach stitches and like see inside it. And it was like guts. Nice. It was the coolest fucking slip cover ever. I bought it. I was so excited. Went home, put it in piece of shit. <laughs> one of the worst, definitely one of the worst films. I've never seen, never that saw I, one of the worst horror films I ever saw. And look, I'm not shitting on the guy. Like it, what it felt like was like an early student horror film. Like, you know. It felt like someone's first movie, you know, like a bad independent film. And that's cool, but, like, I thought it was going to be a legitimate movie, and it's not. It's about a guy that uh, – this guy – or, no, this this woman and child that are that are in the forest. I can picture 10th grade Kiki right now just, like, hyped as hyped. fuck on this slip cover. I went to Walmart. I and picked then, it up. And then 90 minutes later just being like, fuck this movie. Yeah. So the movie is about this this woman and child that go into the forest. Long story short, they get separated. Long story short, the the woman gets captured, and she ha- she's long story short, she's basically like tortured and shit. Well, but it's torturing she, her. She has to a guy, this guy, 
It's like a guy capturing a woman, torturing her. Is it just like a dude? Is he wearing a mask? It's just a dude. Supernatural. No, it's just like a nasty dude. Okay. And it's stupid as fuck. She gets out. Uh, It's about like her will to like find her child or something. I don't even remember. And it fucking sucks. I remember you told me that before. And I remember when watching these films, you know, just like a few weeks ago, I texted you. I was like, do I watch Broken? And you like reply back like, fuck no in all caps. Absolutely no. So I was like, tight. Here's the best part about this. The reason it's important to talk about these films is this is very emblematic of Dimension Extreme. On one hand, you have the highest of the highs. One of my favorite films of the last 20 years. It was on my top 10 of the last 20 years. There's a film that they put out. And then you have one of the worst movies I've ever seen as well by the same label. So that's very emblematic of Dimension Dimension Extreme. Extreme. They could be the worst fucking movie you've ever seen, or it could be one of the best that you've ever seen. So there you go. Broken, a terrible movie. Never watch Broken. Eric, what is your final honorable mention? Technically, because this is six. Sure. I thought this was going to be number two. Uh, I'd seen it before. I revisited it for the list. Um, so I'm kind of surprised that it didn't break the top five because I thought for sure, like in my head, oh, this is two. I'm talking about Eden Lake. Okay. This is with uh, one of my personal favorites, Michael Fassbender. Um, because we're so close to the list, do you want to save Eden Lake? You can talk it now, but we can both talk it. I mean, we're going to talk it in a minute. It's on your top five? It's... Eden Lake's on my top five. Okay, well, I'll make this quick then. Go ahead. Uh, I really, really like Eden Lake. Young couple. They go out on vacation on this beach. There's a group of asshole kids. They end up having a fight. Absolutely. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's fucking good. We'll talk, I'll talk about it. Okay, so we're, <clears throat> uh, we're now entering our top five favorite Dimension We're on our final films. descent, and I'm right. acting like a plane right now. We're on our final descent into our top five Dimension Extreme, an episode. Correct. It's been long gestating. And it all comes down to this. This incredibly boring podcast. Yes. So, who wants to go first on your number five, Dimension Extreme? Oh, Don, you go first. Okay, so my number five is going to suck because you just shit on it. And it's a movie that I like to call Automaton Transfusions, my Ugh. number five. Go ahead. And I'll explain why. So, I rewatched it for this episode. And while you're right, it does feel like a high school film. It does feel like... You know, it feels like Eric and I went out and made a zombie film when we were 15. That is so accurate. <laughs> That's what it feels like. But I feel like this was Dimension Extreme for you and I at a time. This was... It, had it encapsulates. One of the, it encapsulates perfectly. It had one of the best slip covers. It really did. Gorgeous slip cover that I owned. Uh, gorgeous art. Uh, looked awesome. It was... Eric farted. Um, explicit. Oh yeah, we had, we now have an explicit tag. So there you go. Go ahead and fart all you want. Do we really? Yes, we do. Uh, I th- don't you think we need an explicit tag at this point? Who assigned this? Uh, I did. Tags? God, oh. that sounds like shit. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> automaton transfusion um, had the best slip cover uh, out of any of these, and uh, you know had like foil and stuff. Looked fucking badass. I feel like when we got it... Can we describe the slipcover just a little bit? Go more? ahead. Because it was really great. You it, go was, ahead. it was a zombie who was missing... It was just his torso up. Yeah. And uh, it said unrated. Yeah. And undead. And, and like, it, was it was like foil unrated. And it was like covering where you know yeah. his guts would be hanging out. And then when you lifted up the slipcover... Yep. Uh, you know, and it was just like a drawing of a zombie. But it was cool because when you lifted it up, then was... It revealed. Right. And... You know, this film, Automaton Transfusion, is about, you know, these kids that, uh, 
they're going to play a show actually at this like they're club. going to a show. I'm sorry, they're going to a show. And uh, long story short, I fucking hate that when the dad's like, "So what do you got planned for tonight?" I don't know. Brother's gonna go into town, watch a show. Like watch fuck show. you, yeah, fuck so, you, motherfucker. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, this film is about <laughs> uh, you know these kids that go to a show, but when they get there, uh, shits like. Let's not forget he's the nerdy kid who's getting the girl. Yes. Okay. There's nobody uh, there, and they're like, "What's going on here?" Long story short, zombies show up. They're like, "Fuck, we gotta go." Wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus Christ, Eric, I'm trying to do a long story short. Okay, so they pull up to the fucking venue, right? Yes. And, there's just, and they keep and they keep commenting on how there's nobody around. And they're all wearing like tight scene t-shirts. Right. One of them should have swoop hair, but they don't. I I feel like they all have swoop hair deep down. Right. So so they're like, I don't know, guys. I guess we're just going to walk into the bar in the city where there's nobody fucking around. And as they're walking into it, it's like the zombies are all waiting behind buildings. And oh, they are. And the zombies are like, okay, guys. On the count of five, we're going to run out. Five, four, three, two. And then all the zombies come up out of nowhere when when 30 seconds ago there was nobody fucking around. Okay, so Automaton Transfusion is about. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so they go to the show, and uh, long story short, zombies show up, and they say, we got to go save. They're not even boyfriend and girlfriend, but let's just say right. bo- my girlfriend. We got to go save but there's a priest Riley inside the bar. And there's a priest inside the bar. Go ahead. Who has a shotgun, of course. Yes. I'm just trying to say the film is them trying to get back to this girl because the guy likes her. Blah, 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 blah. Get to it. Um, it's a very, very brisk film. It's, it's like 72 minutes, yeah, 82 true. minutes. That's because it doesn't have an ending. Right. And it's because not even really a real film. But, you know, it does have fun gore. This movie it, says to be continued before the credits roll off. It does uh, have gore at times. There's uh, the baby scene. There is the baby, which, by the way, by the way, you fucking told me was not in this film. Do you remember that? Like a year ago. I go, yeah, an automaton transfusion. It has that that chick getting her baby pulled out of her pregnant stomach. And you go, no, it doesn't. I said, yes, it does. You said, the only movie I know that does that is Zombie 3. And I go, no, automaton transfusion has it where they break into the house and pull the baby out. And you said, no, it doesn't. And I said, Yes, it does. Well, I was wrong, Doc. So, there you go. Kiki was right. And that is this episode of the Ghoul Squad Podcast. No, I'm kidding. So, anyways, Tom Tom Transfusion, long story short, why is it my number five? It is my number five because it reminds me of that time. It is pure nostalgia for Dimension Extreme, for, you know, I liked that music they were listening to. When I say I liked with an ED, I actually still like it. So, I like that music that they're playing. I like, you know... It's just nostalgic. I, it's I, I, I it brought me right back to 2007, 2008 where I'm going to shows, watching horror movies and having a great time. I agree with you that it was exciting that it was like this is going to be this hardcore zombie film because yeah. like that's what I, I I wanted. Let me ask you this, didn't you love it when you saw it? I thought it was the best movie ever when I saw it. So there you go. That it, it rewatching it brought me back to that moment when I thought it was the best thing ever. Yeah. So, with that, Automaton Transfusion is Keegan, Keegies, Keggies Number five number dimension extreme five. film of all time. Eric, what is your number five? This film fucking blew me away, duh. I have one of those on my list. This fucking film I had never seen until I decided to visit it for this episode. Uh, it is a film from Thailand. I'm hoping you watched it. I'm talking about 13 Game of Death. Did not. You're fucking kidding me. I'm fucking it kidding you. It came that fucking pact you bought. Let, can I tell you why I didn't watch it? You better. Okay. You're going to love this. I get this six pack. It's called six pack, six pack. It's a six pack of dimension extreme films 
and it's each of their individual DVDs, which is pretty cool. Problem is they're fucking they're fucking DVDs. Uh, so that sucked. I thought one. you just bought it at Walmart, and so like after you texted me that picture of it, I went and looked for it. I ordered it on Amazon. You told me later. Now I was like, "Where's it at, dude?" Here's why: I didn't watch Thirteen Game of Death, and I watched all other five films on it. So you watched Broken again? No, fuck that. No, I didn't. Okay. I watched the other ones other than Broken and Thirteen Game of Death. And let me tell you why I didn't watch Thirteen Game of Death. I went to the back of the box and picked. I watched each film depending on its runtime. Okay. So I first watched thirteen and Game of Death is like two hours. It's a, it's it was one hundred and thirty two minutes. I'm not fucking with you. Yeah, and I go it's long. It's gonna be the last one I watch in this pack, and I fucking skipped it. Oh. Hour and thirty or one hour. What, fuck. Go ahead, Eric. Tell us about thirteen. Okay, Game of Death. so you, so you just said how Atomatran Transfusion brought me back. Well, how like that's your idea of Dimension Extreme. Sure, and I think this is where Dimension Extreme really shined when they acquired. Uh, foreign films for us of to course. be able to watch. Uh, 13 Game of Death is about this man. Uh, he's just gone through a breakup. Uh, he's in debt. Um, he kind of just has like a shitty uh, family and home living situation. When suddenly he gets a call on his phone. And the call tells him, uh, the, the fly that's bothering you, if you kill it, will give you X amount of money. And at first he's like, how the fuck can you see me? And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, there are rules to this. Don't ask us how, how we, know. we know what we know. Sure. Don't try to investigate us. Do you want to play along? So he kills this fly and he gets a text from his bank uh, that so much money was just deposited into his account. Mm-hmm. So he learns a few more rules. Uh, he can give up at any time. And if he doesn't complete the task, all money that he's earned uh, will be removed from his bank account. And the only way he can can complete it or earn this money is if he completes 13 tasks. So the next task is, okay, now eat that dead fly. So he does it, gets a little bit more money. So the film starts ramping up the nastiness and the craziness of the activities that he has to do in order to win. Um, this what's money. The, what's that Sarah Paxton movie? Oh, the three burials. No, of uh, Enrique and Quistador. Inglasius. I don't fucking know. Don. What's that got? Cheap thrills. Cheap thrills. Oh Anyways, yes, please go yes, ahead. It's very cheap thrills. Or would you rather, in a way? Or would you rather? And you know what? Those are like my favorite types of torture points, where it's like, oh yeah, because you get to consider like. Would I do that? Would you be willing to do no, that? No, for sure. I love that. I Cheap Thrills is fucking great. Cheap Thrills is fantastic. And this, and this is pretty much what it is. Okay. Cheap Thrills is a bit maybe more accessible. For sure. Um, but there's like a part where... Uh, Pat Healy. Pat Healy. Yes, correct. But please talk 13 games. Uh, yes. So, so there's a moment and it's real early. It's like his like fourth or fifth challenge. He's told to go into this real fancy restaurant. He gets a call every time? He gets a call and it tells him like where to go. And some of the okay. times they don't tell him specifically. Like there's like clues he has to uh, piece together okay. in order to learn what the challenge is. He goes into this restaurant. They bring him this plate and it's just fucking dog shit. And I was Ew. like, I was like, I'm out. That's where I would tap out. Time out. You know, that's no, that's where I would tap out. I'd be like, okay, I'm not doing these challenges anymore. And it cuts to him just eating the fucking shit. Ew. And he's just like his like lips 
and like you know below his mouth is just like brown and you know and this is supposed to be in a single day so for the rest of the film he's just like covered in the dog shit ew that he just fucking ate uh there's this really this is eric's worst nightmare <laughs> for real yeah I, that to- well i wouldn't have eaten the fly probably so i would have tapped out early <laughs> um and then there's also some really like fun moments where um the box is another good example of this by the way yes uh he runs into his most recent girlfriend that broke up with him and the challenge is he has to beat her new boyfriend uh, with a chair. And he's just like, you don't have to tell me to do that. You know, he, just, <laughs> you know, he has no problem going and beating it. That's funny. Um, so it's like a fun of like nasty and humorous stuff. And then there's a twist stuff. There's a fucking twist. You're, and you're not going to tell us. Are you? No, of course I'm not going to fucking tell you. But I was just like, oh shit. This is... This is this is next level. This is some crazy ass shit. Okay, right. okay. And it was so fucking good that I was like, "This is cementing a spot in my top five. Uh, Thirteen Game of Death, fun, nasty torture porn. I'm shocked. Thirteen Game of Death made your top five. That's it's, awesome. It's great. It's really good. I, I'm like legit, legitimately surprised. He dog liked it. That's so tight. Give. Uh, so we're on to number four now. Number four for Keggy. All right, Keggy's number four is a film. Called Black Sheep. Fuck yeah. Fucking love Black Sheep. Black Sheep is fantastic. So Black Sheep, let's recap real quick. What is Black Sheep? Black Sheep is a film Black where uh, David Spade. I'm kidding. And Chris Farley. <laughs> and Chris Farley. Uh, bad joke. Black Sheep is the Dimension Extreme film where, uh, long story short, uh, this sheep... <laughs> uh, sheep farm. Sheep farm is testing on sheep. Essentially to, this is so stupid, to make their coats better, like their fur. Correct. To like, so he's like genetically altering these sheep on his farm to try to make their uh, fur better so they can get better cotton, or wool, sorry, wool. Let's wind the clocks back. A year. Okay. Um, there's two brothers. Yes. They both own this farm. Yes. I was going to get to that, but okay. go ahead. Okay. So, and one of the brothers had an instant with a sheep when he was younger and he's now terrified. Yes. And he's coming to sell his portion of the farm to the older crazy so, brother who's performing these uh, genetic experiments. So they've been estranged. Right. Correct. And when he gets back to the farm, by the way, this is a New Zealand horror film. So it takes place in the New Zealand hillside. Right. And so picture, you know, driving back into a New Zealand hillside and uh, the moment he sees a first sheep, he's like terrified. Right. Exactly. But it's just a normal sheep. Right, right, exactly. So the film progresses, and uh, he signs the papers, and he's about to move on. But at some point, all shit goes insane. So the sheep become... Aggressive, aggr- violent. Basically zombie sheep. I would just consider them zombie sheep. But Yeah, but they don't look. No. But, they're, but that's exactly how they're They acting. end up looking like it because they're covered in fucking blood. Zombie sheep, right. Yeah, so the sheep go fucking nuts. They get aggressive, and it's just like packs of sheep trying to kill people. Right. And uh, it's fucking awesome. Go ahead. It's incredible. Uh, one man, you learn that there's a, a an activist group that want to free the sheep. Yes. So they go on the farm, and this man gets bit. And so he slowly starts turning into, into a, a sheep. sheep. Now, So there's also a sheep monster yes. running around in the film, which there is, is incredible. And there's one moment in the film. Let me read you my... Notes. My, my notes here. Black sheep. We're gonna we're gonna call this podcast Kiki's notes. Okay. Incredible New Zealand splatter horror. Great gore. Zombie sheep. And 
in all caps, the sheep drives off a cliff. So Duh, that part is so good. <laughs> my favorite part of this whole movie is, I think they even say like, who's driving the car? Right. Aren't they fighting the sheep like yes. in the truck? Yes. And all of a sudden the sheep gets behind the wheel. No, behind the wheel. And right. they're, they're like on top of the truck and they're like, who's driving the truck? But the sheep doesn't know that they're coming to a cliffside. Yes. So the sheep, it, it's a shot of the sheep God, driving. so good. And he drives straight off the cliffside. But right before, and right when he realizes that he's driving off the cliffside, he goes, ah! <laughs> and falls <laughs> off the cliff. Yeah, it's so fucking good. That's my favorite part of the whole movie. I was laughing my ass off in my room and I've seen this film, but I went upon rewatching it, Absolutely killed me. Uh, allow me to tell you my favorite part of the film, okay. which I think is equally uh, comedic. Uh, they're stuck in a room, and yes. there's a sheep outside the door trying to get in, and the brother who's terrified of sheep is just freaking out. Yeah. And the other people who are with them, they don't understand why he is so afraid, and he yells at them, because I have a fear of this exact irrationality, <laughs> irrationality. happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. It's what, so good. And what's cool about this film, Black Sheep, is it sounds like, oh, it's bad B-movie, so it looks no. like shit. Uh, the effects must not be good. No. Dude, this is like high-level shit. Yeah. Like, it's they, an expensive-looking movie. They take a wacky concept and... Spent money on it. And make it really good. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. You believe, like, herds of sheep are about to kill you. Right. And it's awesome, dude. It's so Black, Black Sheep. Sheep. Black Sheep's my number four. I fucking loved rewatching it. It was actually my number three until I rewatched my number three and I had to bump that film up because it's so fucking good. So Black Sheep, love it. What is Eric Hoff's? My number, number four, four is a Greg McLean? Yes. Australian film about a killer crocodile? Yes. I'm talking about Rogue. Yes. Uh, Rogue uh, is about a group of tourists uh, starring Jeff Jarrett, who is um, Mick Taylor. Yeah, in, Mick Taylor, yeah. In uh, Wolf the, Creek. In the Wolf Creek films, right. Um, Greg McLean, director of Wolf Creek, right? Did you just say that? Correct. Okay. But Jeff Jarrett's also yes. in. Yes, John uh, Jarrett. John Jarrett, excuse me. Um, so they get stranded on an island, and there's a giant fucking yes. crocodile uh, trying to eat them. So again, another location film where you're out in the middle of nowhere in the Australian outback. Yes. And on the river. What I love about uh, the way the crocodile is presented is it's co it's, it's just commands such force yeah. Oh, yeah. when it's on screen. It's just this huge, I'm going to call it a monster. Sure. Um, in my head, animal attack movies aren't monster films. Right. But that's the way Rogue is well it's also a big crocodile yeah it's monster. So it's huge similar in the way like basically like, rogue is jaws but for a crocodile i see i don't feel like jaws is a monster but i feel like after rogue like i should revisit jaws now. so 25 foot great white shark you know me i've never called it a monster movie or a horror movie but most people do right um i just love how just like commanding the crocodile is uh, oh yeah when he's on screen he's oh, yeah. this huge fucking he's a beast. monster right yeah. exactly and uh, these people just trying to survive this fucking crocodile that wants to eat them. Yes. Rogue is fucking amazing. Uh, I'll talk about it, I guess, here in a minute. But uh, I fucking love Rogue. Uh, I love the cast. Um, mm -hmm. It's like top notch. Again, this is another acquisition. So in the same way, like Black Sheep was made like pretty expensive for what it is. Rogue is like pretty expensive for what it is. And I can kind of feel like we're picking the bigger, better acquisitions more than we're picking 
the films that they made. Uh, Dimension Street. Correct. But yeah, Rogue's fucking great, man. Like I said, I don't consider animal attack film monster films, but the way that the the crocodile is presented, alligator, whatever, yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, it made me feel like it was a monster film, and that's why I liked it so much. Yeah. Great tension, too. Uh, so we're on to Kiki's number three. Okay, so my number three is a film I'm actually, in a way, most excited to talk about because this was my biggest uh, revelation of this episode. Okay. And it's my number three top Dimension Extreme film. It's a film we already talked about, so it's going to be a little odd, but Eden Lake. Okay. Holy fuck, yeah. Eden Lake. Um, Wow. So I saw Eden Lake back in the day, forgot about it. Barely... No. Re- I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. No, go. You go. Ahead. You know who recommended Eden Lake to me? Who? Your roommate, Wes Yerby. Really? I don't know. It was like 10 years ago, and he was like, watch Eden Lake, man. Huh. I don't remember that. We'll have yeah. to ask him about yeah. it. Wes, tell me about why you said that. So, Eden Lake. Holy fuck. Okay. So, it's um Michael Fassbender. Correct. And uh, I wrote her name down because she's so great in the film. Kelly Riley. Um, They go to... Where does this take place? See, I don't... I couldn't figure out where this took place. Somewhere in Europe, I don't fucking know. Maybe Australia, I don't know. Right. But point is, uh, they go to this place where, uh, long story short, it's like this small town. I think uh, Michael Fassbender is going to like develop on it or something. Like they're going to like. I thought he was just planning to propose to her. Propose to her, but I thought like I thought he was involved in like because aren't they going to tear down the lake and stuff right. and build a bunch of shit on it? Well, regardless, he's going to propose to his wife on this beach side of this lake. Well, when he gets there. Um, these fucking kids show up. Just teenagers. Teenagers start pestering him. And what I found fascinating about the film was like, I couldn't remember Eden Lake. So I just basically watched it fresh. And I kept thinking like, it's not going to escalate that bad. It does. It can escalate that bad. It can't, you know, uh, and then even when the kids start fucking with them, I'm like, yeah, but still it's not going to escalate that bad. And, dude, this film does such a great job of just upping the tension, upping the tension, upping the tension until the whole thing blows up in their face. And even the kids are like, what are we doing? Like, what's going on here? Like, why are we doing this? And then the main kid uh, who is essentially terrorizing these two people, and we'll just say ends up like kind of torturing and stuff, long story short. um, Even the main kid is like, you can see sometimes he's like, even though, yeah, he's the one wanting to do it. You can see he's questioning, like, what are we doing here? Like, we're ruining these people's lives. We're fucking our lives up, potentially, by doing this. And I just found the film, like, I was grasping my chair, like, tense watching this film. And this is, you know, a Dementia Extreme film from years ago I had forgotten about. Right. And here I am sitting there. Like, I think this is an incredible movie. Now, here's the important part of Eden Lake. I think this might be better than my number two, but we'll get to that. Um, but I put it as my number three because... Dude, I will never fucking rewatch this movie now. I Eden literally Lake? Eden Lake. I legitimately finished it. Okay, so like I was like, you know what? I have enough time before bed. Uh, I gotta go to bed by this time because I work tomorrow. So like I have enough to, just enough time to watch this movie. I'm gonna watch Eden Lake. Well, Eden Lake's a fucking downer. One of the biggest downer films I've ever fucking seen. It is so good, but it's a fucking downer. I I find it fat uh frustrating, but not like because the movie's bad, the way the characters are being treated. Sure. And you're just like, oh, I just want to, you know. Yeah. You think these are just punk kids. They shouldn't be able to treat people like this. Yeah. But it also makes you think, like, would I say something? Right, exactly. Because you don't want to be an asshole. You don't want to look like the douchebag. Correct. 
But at the same time, God damn it, turn your music off. Right. So, I'm trying to enjoy time. Exactly. But the further this escalated, this movie is so fucked up and crazy towards the end. And I just wanted these two characters to get a Relief. Out. I wanted them to get away and get out of this okay. But let me tell you, no spoilers, you don't get what you want in Eden Lake. Uh, what I like is like, it's almost like a message too of like shitty parenting Yes, it is. And there's an awesome final shot of this film, which I can't say what it is, but it's almost fourth wall breaking. The final shot of this film is almost fourth, fourth wall breaking. And I remember just sitting there like it ended it's such a downer. It's so fucked up. And then this fourth wall breaking thing happens and I just sat there and it turned off and I go, I guess I'm going to bed. Like it just, it was such a downer. So I don't want to deter it. Like, dude, I think Eden Lake is one of the best movies that dimension extreme ever put out absolutely i think it's fucking great michael fassbender kelly riley my notes for eden lake wow so tense fassbender kelly riley downer film eden lake my number three uh really really fucking like it but just be warned it's a fucking downer like i said i thought it was going to be number two like when i was making my list in my head before i started revisiting all these this film was more of a downer than like revenge was like, Damn. I watched them around the same time. But revenge is like rape revenge, right? So you get that revenge element. Right. You don't really get revenge element in this film. Yeah, it, it takes a sour turn. Yes, it does. So, Eden Lake, fucking great. Eric, what's your number three? Uh, number three for me is a film we've already talked at length, so we can just keep going. Uh, Black Sheep. Nice. Love Black Sheep. Yep. The sheep driving the car. Made my whole, I'm serious, made my whole night watching the, that the, movie. The sheep monster. So is good. It's what I love. Because E-Dog loves monster films. E-Dog's you know, a monster kid. One thing about Black Sheep I forgot to mention is because it's New Zealand. I said it, uh, incredible New Zealand ho- splatter horror. It feels very much dead alive. Very much dead alive. Like Fair to say. At it, times it's like it, goopy and fucked up. Isn't it even like Peter Jackson's like workshop who did like I the think effects so. or some bullshit Weta? like that? Yes. Probably. That's probably why it looks so good. So your number three is... Uh, Black, Black sheep. sheep. So, Kigi, number two. All right. So, unfortunately, I feel like we're winding down here, except to our number one. My number two is a film we spoke about, and it's Rogue. Rogue's so fucking good. great, man. Rogue is, um, you know, if you're looking for something to watch from this episode, okay? I say, to me, honestly, it's these three. Uh, Eden Lake, and now I'm talking Rogue. I'll get to my next one. But, um, you know, this is a movie you can fucking watch. You don't have to say the same thing with Eden Lake. You don't have, right. to, you don't have to say, oh... You know, it's Dimension Extreme, it's going to suck. No, fucking Rogue is great. Rogue is a movie I can show my mom. Absolutely. And you can show anybody. It's a great, big, crocodile fucking movie. And I love um, Sam Worthington's in it. Uh, the, the main character is actually from uh, Alias, I think. Okay. Uh, I believe he's from Alias. Him and Bradley Cooper, yeah. So he's he's kind of a bigger actor. And then the main character, or uh, the girl in the movie. Uh, sort of love interest. Rada Mitchell. Uh, she was in a ton of horror movies around this time. Um, she's good. So, yeah. I mean, basically everything you expect, exactly what Eric detailed. It's they get stranded on this island uh, in this river, and the fucking croc is coming. Does he fight the croc? You'll have to see. Next time on the Ghoul Squad podcast. Okay. So, honestly, again, sucks that I'm winding down, but two, Rogue. Love Rogue. Eric, what's your number two? I, I couldn't believe this is my number two, and I feel dumb saying this. I'm concerned. Uh, it's a film that they financed. It's not an acquisition. Uh-oh. An uh, acquisition? Acquisition. It's not an acquisition. I, I almost feel bad because it's not a horror film. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm talking about Larry Bishop's Hell Ride. This is oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a throwback. This bu- is like recent. 
This is like 2008. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell us about Hellride. Uh, Hellride. Oh, this is on Blu-ray. I know exactly what you're talking about. Hellride. This is like one of the few Dimension Extreme films that got a Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean, this, Zombie Diaries 2, Diary of the Dead. I guess Feast if you want to count it. Feast, I guess, Sam. Oh, Hellraiser. Fat Pinhead. Fat Pinhead. Mm-hmm. Children of the Corn sequel. Children of the Corn sequel. Genesis, I think. Didn't get to those, huh? Didn't get to Fat Pinhead. No, nah, I thought I was going to get to Fat Pinhead, but then I realized I had much better things to do. Okay, so tell us. Number two, Larry Bishop's Hellride. This is a throwback. I have not seen this. Uh, biker exploitation film. And the reason I like it personally, it's fucking scuzzy as fuck dog scuzzy it's fucking sleazy as fuck it's just fucking titties and violence for like 83 minutes nice and that's kind of what i want in any fucking film sure uh what i did not know is larry bishop was like a big biker film star in like the 70s and so like this was supposed to be his magnum opus you know this was supposed to be his his uh, magna come loud if you will and it's this bullshit story about um he promises a young woman, uh, and this is supposed to be like 20 years in the past from when the film starts. Or 28 years later. Correct. Um, to like protect her child, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward 20 years later, he decides to reach out for this child. Okay. Uh, a rival biker gang starts some shit up. Biker stuff happens. Biker gang stuff happens. You're selling the film well? Um Here's what made me laugh. Okay. Larry Bishop is fucking everybody in this movie. All right. There's like an orgy within like the first 10 minutes. It's like machete in that way. Though. Of this film. Right. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. And it, it, I'm glad you said that. Sorry. Machete. I'm glad you said that. Because Larry Bishop is one ugly ass motherfucker. And I just kept thinking, he ain't, fuck, you, he ain't fucking this. He ain't fucking him. Did you relate to him? <laughs> yeah. Because I ain't fucking him either. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's just, you know, I would almost uh, say, you know, if that idea of, you know, like biker gang, you know, uh, fiction. Pseudo exploitation. Right. Uh, excites you and you're looking for some, you know, some uh, sleazy violence. This is like the New York Ripper of biker exploitation. Wow. There you is go. Silver Toes in uh, Hellride? Uh, something similar. Oh, okay. It might be in that. Right. So it's just, uh, a, it's just a scuzzy film. And that's, you dog, and that's all your dog wants. I want, you know, right. as the, there's the John Waters quote, get the most out of life. Watch a fucked up movie. And that, <laughs> and with that is why E-Dog likes Hellride. That's what the back of our shirts would say. Ghoul Squad. But put, it's a quote from John Waters. Get the quote, most out of life. Watch, watch a, a fuck, fucked fuck up movie. Right. John Waters. Correct. That's a great idea. So that is Hellride. That is Hellride. All right. Well, I feel like, you know, if you know us. I, we know it. Number and, one is. And if you've heard of Dimension Extreme, and you know there's a film that Dimension Extreme put out, you already fucking know what our number one is. And if Eric hasn't mentioned it, and I haven't mentioned it, hello, everybody. Fat Pinhead. This is our number one <coughs> Dimension Extreme film. I feel like, you know, while I did say Automaton Transfusion, you know, encapsulates uh, this label, you know, this is the height. This is the most important film they put out. This is... Uh, my favorite, obviously, film they put out. It's a big fucking deal. Dot, this is a movie. Yes. This isn't some bullshit automaton transfusion. No, it's dot. not. This is a real film. This isn't. Go ahead. Say this, what it is, Dot. This isn't even a black sheep, which I like. But black sheep is really good. This film. But this film, finally. 
Children of the Corn, Fat Pinhead. So this film is directed. I'm gonna. Can I? Can I? Alexandre. Bu- oh. Go. No. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I wanted to try. Alexander Bustillo and Julian Mori. Hey, you got. Cl- I, I, I tried. I think. I tried. You did it last time. This is the French epic. This is one of the height of the French new French uh, extremism. This is everything I want in a movie. Me too. And it's called Inside. Inside. Yes. So Inside is. You know, unquestionably one of my favorite movies of all time. Quite a masterpiece in a way. It is. Duh, it's fucked up. I, I rewatched it for the list. Like, I knew it was going to be number one. Yeah. But I still watched it anyways. And it's... it's every, every time you said, you know, Dimension Extreme topic, I'm like, okay, inside. Right, exactly. <laughs> you like, start what else, there. What yeah, else yeah. is there? Right. No, but please proceed. Uh, It's so fucking good. It's a home invasion film. Sure. Christmas Eve. It, it's, it, dev- it takes place on Christmas Eve, but, you know, it doesn't feel Christmassy. At all. But that's kind of the point. Yes. That's kind of the point. Uh, it's about a young girl who's pregnant. Uh, you learn she's going to be induced into labor uh, Christmas Day. Uh, but several months prior to this, uh, her and her husband are in a car wreck and the husband dies. Yes. So she's just upset about this. She could give a, a fuck less about the holiday. Mm-hmm. And she decides she's going to spend Christmas Eve alone. And while she's uh, getting ready for bed, a woman shows up at her door. And wants inside. Not only her house, but... I don't even want to say this because I don't want to get... She wants sure. her baby. She wants she, she wants her baby. Yes. So, you know, what... And uh, <laughs> it goes there. Yeah, it does. It sure does. But it goes there. But it's not just that moment or that scene. No. It's, it's the whole film. Dude, there's stuff in this movie with scissors. That is uh, just unquestionably like, this is what I want. I want new French extremism, but not not overdone. Not just to be like, this is a great fucking movie, dude. Uh, I think it's the trailer for I Drink Your Blood. And it's like, what horrible acts will be done with this acts? Yeah. What horrible. Like, they need to do a trailer for Inside with like scissors. that. Right. For every, what horrible acts will be done with this piece of glass? Yes. Um, I really don't know what else to say, man, because like. You Let's know, talk about the violence and gore. Okay. It so that, so that's I don't kind know where of, to start. That's like E-Dog's thing. I tried to start. I said the scissors. That's that's kind of E-Dog's thing. And there's a moment of gore in this film where for me. Yes. Okay, you said earlier you looked away. Oh Jesus Christ. And something revenge in revenge with a foot. There's there's a moment of gore in inside where I was like, this might be too much. Yeah. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's fucking that, that it can do that. To me, and I'm not saying I'm some kind of cool, tough guy. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, man, I had to look away from revenge. I'm no tough guy either. But this film, like, you know, it's the way they shoot shit. Like, it's not, you know, I feel like a lot of people can shoot stuff now, gore, where it just, like, looks, I don't know, it's fake. And you shoot on video, and it looks, you know, like you're just shooting somebody getting fucked up. This is, like, real shit. I don't know how, they they have a real sense of realism, not just in their gore effects, but in the way that they shoot in light film. It's it's realism. And another thing is like how high the stakes are. Sure. So the lady comes to the house. Uh, she calls the cops. Sc- the lady's scared away. After the cops leave, she comes back. By this point, the woman has fallen asleep and the lady has gotten inside. Yes. And the first thing she fucking Home invasion, does, by the way. I don't know if we've said that. Home invasion did. film. And the first thing she does is she stabs her fucking belly with scissors. And it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like this bitch... This lady just got inside, 
And now she, she's inside. And she's already stabbing this lady with scissors. Like, yeah. There's no buildup. It's just like, ah! And uh, whenever you said stakes, I thought of, I thought you were talking about this because at one point, like, the cops come back. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not going to spoil, like, the whole thing, but, like, you know, cops don't just leave again. You know, they, they get hurt. And uh, I just remember the first time I saw this, like, you can't kill cops, right? Well, and you inside, fuck away. you can do whatever the fuck you want. And again, it's not just because of the shock factor. Like, this is a great movie with great characters about something, yeah, but it's also so fucked up and just so ballsy and nuts. But it's like, it's not, it's never that moment where it's like, look at this because of how gross this is. It's like, there's a purpose for everything in a right. way. And it's just incredible, dude. Like, this is, you know, it's almost better. My two favorite, you know, new, new French extremism films are Martyrs and this. And I always want to say, okay, inside's better. But no it's high not. High tension? Uh, well, high tension as well. Um, but I always want to, because I'm always teetering, you know, inside in, in Martyrs. You know, I think Martyrs is a better film because it's about, like, a lot of shit. But Inside is borderline as good as Martyrs, if not better. So. Um, I also like how we even see the baby's perspective of, like, yes. the trauma that the mother is enduring. We see the baby's perspective with the crash, too, don't we? We do. It, yeah. Like, hits its head. Yeah. It's nuts. It's such a good movie. It's a crazy good movie. And How may- would you describe it? If you just had, just real briefly, just real quickly. A home invasion of a woman that wants to steal a, ba- a woman's child. That's exactly what it is. But it's a lot more than that. And then there's like twisty stuff at the end, which is really cool. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's shot so fucking well. You know, picture a white bathroom, but it's no longer white. Because it's now red. It's red. And it's just, they just, the way their colors in the shoot, you know, uh, people come try to save her, but they don't, you know, succeed, and it's extremely sad. Maybe I think we should end inside. Excellent you know, film. unless you have anything else to go on it. Other it's, than it's an excellent, excellent horror film. You know, to me, this is a film that I feel like. Okay, maybe not better isn't the word, but you know, these other films wouldn't make near my top twenty horror films. No, oh, I agree with you. Whereas and this would, it would be on my almost top ten. It probably would make my top ten. Make it. 100% top 20 horror films of all time. That's a great description. Inside would be on it. None of these other films would be near it. They'd right. be my 200th horror film that I like. Right. You know, and they're good. They're good movies, but, and that's what was so cool about this label is like, you know, here we are watching Automaton Transfusion or Diary of the Dead or Black Sheep, you know, good movies, but then fucking Inside drops and it's the best fucking movie ever. So it's crazy. Um, but let's say this, watch or beware. Don't listen to this and think, I'll watch Inside. It'll be good. Also, there's a remake. Talk about the remake. Um, so uh, Inside, the original film, is just like the ballsiest movie ever. Yes. And the remake has no balls. Okay. It's just like this like boring, like we can't muster any type courage. of courage. Yeah, and we're just going to cheat you of everything. Um, that you liked about the original. Exactly. Yeah, so um, let's be clear. We're talking about the 2008 um, French French film film Inside. So the reason I'm saying this is there may be people out there, you know, I know we have some listeners that are horror fans, but not, you know, they haven't seen French horror, for instance. So number one, watch or beware. You should fucking see this, but get ready because this is a really fun. This isn't Saw, you know, like Saw is like fun goopy. Kind of fun violence, right? This is not fun violence. That's number one. This is, I would almost... 
Is shocking too strong of a word? Kind of. Uh, there's definitely moments where I was like... <gasps> and number two, make sure you're not watching that remake. Like, I know that sounds like, oh, of course not. Don't just type in inside on like iTunes and watch it. Make sure it's Is it available digitally? I believe so, dude. It's on uh, Unrated? iTunes. Unrated, yeah. Good. You know, it's funny because there's no Blu-ray in the US of Inside. I've almost bought it on Amazon or iTunes. You can buy it digitally for like $14.99. And I just want to buy it like, oh, I have it in HD forever. Like because I can't get the Blu-ray. Now there is a Blu-ray, I believe now in Italy. And I'm going to order it, but if you order it from there, you know, you have to pay quite a bit for shipping. It's almost like 40 bucks, but I'm going to get it because you got to have inside on Blu-ray. So, you feel pretty good about this? You're smiling at me. Incredible film. Incredible film, man. You know, these guys went on to do um, Leatherface and Among the Living. And, you know, it was when I watched Leatherface, it just gave me, it reminded me of these guys, man. I love these guys. Now, they have a fourth film that never has seen a release, right? Which is not out in the U.S. in any format, no. Well, that excites me to know that there's another film of theirs uh, that I haven't seen. It doesn't excite me that probably never see it yeah but you let's know, hope they do something new you know upon watching that leatherface movie this year you know i talked about it on on um our top 10 of 2017 actually and all i could think is like somebody give these guys a movie right like yeah. they're awesome they're, and like you don't have to give them millions of dollars give them some shit give them a fucking bucket of blood and some guts and go i don't know why they're not making more shit because they're so good they were originally gonna do the hellraiser remake remember that i didn't they were signed on for years to do that and then uh, I think they left because like they wanted to make it fucked up, and they, the studio wanted to do like something um, commercial, <laughs> and big surprise they didn't want to do something commercial. So, inside. So shall we recap our top five? Good idea, Eric. I'll go. My number five: Automaton Transfusion. Number four: Black Sheep. Number three: Eden Lake. Number two: Rogue. And number one: Inside. Uh, my top five are number five, 13, Game of Death, four, Rogue, three, Black Sheep, two, Hellride, and number one, The Incredible Inside. And with that, you've reached the end of the Ghoul Squad podcast. Thank fucking Christ, right? Thank fucking Christ. So uh, here we are at the end of the podcast and uh, really don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Never know how to end these. Thank uh, you for listening. Film Fed, thank you so much for the t-shirt. Yes. Uh, let's do our bullshit. So where can you find us? Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ghoul Squad FM. Um, if you're going to pick one of those outlets, uh, pick Instagram as we're a bit more... Um, active. Active there. And don't forget, you can listen to us in a web browser now on anchor.fm slash Ghoul Squad FM. Uh, at least hit it up. You know, check it out. You don't have to subscribe to us on there. You don't have to download the, the app. Again, we're in iTunes. We'll be on Facebook just the same. There's been a few crazy people who have actually told me they've re-listened to past episodes, and I think you're nuts if you do that. But, hey, now you can. And thank you so much for listening, everybody out there. Uh, oh, if you want to buy a shirt, bit.ly slash ghoul squad color for the color shirt. Or go to tpublic.com and just simply search ghoul squad. Thank you, Eric. And with that, with this trailing ending to the podcast. We'll be back next month on the podcast. I think we're going to uh, watch this. You want to commit to it? Let's commit to watch this. Sure, let's do it. So uh, what we'll do is we'll do, uh, Eric will recommend me to watch three films and I will watch them by the recording and I will 
recommend Eric three films to watch, and he will watch them by the recording. So the next Correct. episode, we will have seen three films we've never seen. Correct. And we'll review them. And we'll also, of course, do what we've been watching. We'll talk about Eric's escapades with the U.S. Postal Service, as well as well he's, whether he's gone postal or not. Correct. And with that, good night. I think it's time to end the podcast. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And close your back off. Close your fucking back off. Oh, you can't stop. Oh, you can't stop. Oh, you can't stop. Oh, you can't stop.